This is outrageous. Of all people, you homeschool your kids, yet you put them on a leash. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, August 26, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 229er. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm the sovereign citizen known as Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where the uh, low pressure area has moved in again, creating a fog bank all over the place. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. There we go. Three times a charm. In the morning to you, amigo. Yeah, in the morning to everybody listening in all ships at sea and the human resources. Well, <laughs> gee, thanks, bro. Everything I come up with, you know, steal from me. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, hello, everybody at noagendachat.net. That's where, of course, the real party is during these live episodes. And, uh, John, I'm, I'm just slapping myself against the forehead. Okay. I, I, you know, we've been talking about eggs for the past two episodes. And this morning, I turn on the television like, oh, of course, we could have known what it was about. It was oh, so yeah. simple. It's about the food regulation, the food safety bill, which comes up for vote September 13th. If only we had realized, I didn't have the congressional schedule in front of me. Well, there's that, the food safety bill's point A, and the second point is Big Pharma. Well, yeah, uh, uh, yes, Big Pharma, they were talking about vaccines in the eggs, which, isn't that like a... Not in the eggs, in the chickens. In the chickens. Isn't that like a fractal, though, because you have to have eggs to create vaccine? Yeah, isn't that funny? (laughs) How does that work? We have to have eggs to vaccinate the eggs. And then I had another epiphany. Of course, if we don't have enough eggs, now that flu season is right around the corner, guess what, John? We won't have enough vaccine, so we'll have to put adjuvant back in. I don't know if the chickens have put up with adjuvant. <laughs> yeah, but for the, for the swine flu, we're just going to have to. So uh, I got the biggest kick out of the... Uh, this week I listened to the Thom Hartman show. <sighs> Thom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's actually worse than ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Democracy Now. Uh, uh which is enough to make you want to shoot yourself. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? You had a couple interesting points. He was, he was really definitely uh, push, pushing the Obama agenda and the vaccine agenda. In fact, I have the clip about the chicken vaccine. Uh, and the, the way the apparently the, uh, the left is going to push this is that it's going to be scolding us because the British apparently... Why don't you play the Hartman clip? We'll got start off with a bang. Okay, yeah, and I got another uh, thing about that that relates probably. Farmers in Britain started vaccinating their hens against salmonella more than 10 years ago when they were faced with a similar crisis to what we are experiencing right now in the United States. That important step worked for the UK. No more salmonella problem. But when American regulators put together the new egg safety rules that were actually promulgated last month, under pressure from industry, they ruled that there was not enough evidence that vaccinating hens prevented illness, so they decided not to mandate vaccination of hens, even though that precaution would have cost less than a penny per dozen eggs. A penny per dozen eggs, though, for a giant egg operation adds up to a lot of money. Amanda Cryer, director of the British Egg Information Service and Industry Group, said, quote, we have pretty much eliminated salmonella as a human problem in the United Kingdom, end quote. Of course, the U.K. also has sound laws to prevent industry from dictating government policy. Hello, ma'am. I'm from the Egg Information Safety Center. 
Uh, did did my... you hear that little that little uh, dis, the little disclaimer at the end of that? that yeah, clip? let's listen to it again. The UK also has sound laws to prevent industry from dictating government policy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, really not, not at all. On, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing going Never on like happens. that. Never ever. Well, it, there is uh, this asshole kidding. So this this whole thing. You're right. It's uh, you know, and vaccines creep back into the conversation with this. We've got to vaccinate our our hens. The word of the day, by the way, John. Word of the day, which uh, will be at noagendaword.com, is cloaca. Cloaca is the word of the day. Write it down and use it frequently in your daily yeah, language. It gets into the... No, cloaca is a common cavity at the end of the digestive tract for the release of both excretory and genital products in vertebrates, uh, sorry, vertebrates, except most mammals, and certain invertebrates. Specifically, the cloaca is present in birds, reptiles, amphibians, most fish, and monotremes. This is the hole that the egg comes out of that you uh, taught me uh, on the last episode. Cloaca. Latin word for sewer. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Origin, late 16th century. <laughs> sewer. <laughs> hey, how's your sewer yeah. hole? I have at least two friends that won't eat a fresh chicken egg. Because of the poop. Because of the poop. Ugh, stupid. They'll eat an egg from Safeway. Yeah. Which has yeah. apparently laced with salmonella. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Safe. But it's they Safeway. won't eat a fresh chicken egg because I guess they're, they, you know, they, they know. I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. What's the logic here? I don't know, man. But it's a, I'm looking at CNN. I flip it on. You've got Douchebag O'Daniels, whoever the guy's name is. And now he's got a live reporter from the Salad Bowl of America, which apparently is California. Because uh, I guess all the lettuce and spinach comes from California. Funniest thing, you see like 15 workers in the field gathering lettuce, and they all have their hoods up because they're all Mexicans, you know, probably illegal. <laughs> they all got their hoodies on like this. You can't see their faces. And uh, it's like, yeah, well, you know, this is also is very dangerous. You know, we need food safety. Safety, I tell you. We need to vaccinate our lettuce. Vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And... uh Vac- <laughs> yeah, vaccinate. Sorry, I missed the joke. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, it was a good, good one. Good you one. know, a whole bunch of people, and I don't know if you actually saw it, uh, said, oh, you have to watch Penn and Teller's bullshit uh, show about vaccines. Did you ever oh, watch yeah, it? I got a bunch of people. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? I watched the beginning of it. I mean, I watched that show on and off. It's, it's you know, he's basically, it's a very, you know, Teller... Or Pan, I'm sorry, Teller never says anything, but Pan is a kind of a... The, uh, the Teller guy's got to shut up, man. I'm sick and tired it, of him. It's, it, it tell, uh, Pan is a, uh, you know, kind of a uh, neo-libertarian and, um, you know, with pretty much a libertarian attitude. But he seems to, uh, I don't know what the, what the point of the, of the vaccine thing was. They're talking about, yeah, va- va- vaccines have stopped diphtheria. And smallpox. Well, and, well, it was about uh, it was the the link between polio. it was the link between vaccines and autism. Yeah, that's what it was about. And uh, yeah, I think the science is still not in. 
you know, no. there's there's lots of discussion. Well, not, and they, like they said, even half the vaccine people think it's the mercury. So yeah. there's no evidence about anything. So let's just listen to uh, 40 seconds of uh, that show. The uh, most important bit, of course, you know, Penn and Teller are seen as uh, folk heroes, very much like the Mythbusters. So whatever comes out of their holes is the truth. With autism. In the 1920s, before the diphtheria vaccination was common, there were 13 to 15,000 deaths a year from that disease. If you got it, your chances of dying were about 40 percent. In 1952, just before the salt vaccine became common, there were about 58,000 cases of polio. If you get unlucky, you might end up permanently disabled or dead. Meningitis, hepatitis A and B, flu, mumps, whooping cough, pneumonia, rotavirus, rubella, smallpox, tetanus, chickenpox. <laughs> Chicken pox. We have vaccinations against all of them. Which side do you want your child to stand on? So even if vaccination did cause autism, which it fucking doesn't, <laughs> anti-vaccination would still be science. So I wonder if Teller really or Penn actually thinks that the the, the rotavirus vaccine is that important. We should yeah, or chicken pox. Rotavirus vaccination or chicken pox. Yeah, chicken pox. I'm sure he's a kid. He was a kid who had chicken pox. Did he, I had did, chicken pox. I remember having chicken pox. I had chicken I'm, pox. I'm my, still actually, here. my son JC had chicken pox, which pissed off everybody in the family. He had like one bump. <laughs> oh no, I I remember being quite itchy. Yeah, I had a day. bunch of bumps yeah. on me. Yeah. So but, you, know, uh, not, you don't need a vaccination for it. I mean, it's, no. it's not a life threatening thing. But rotavirus. What the what? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, is, is Penn telling us that we should be every vaccination that comes along, we should just take the shot? Is that what he's saying? He well, I think more interesting, vaccinated. More interestingly, he says, you know, what side of the debate do you want your child to be on? I'm like, does he have children? I don't think he has children, does he? I don't know. I, Not I, that I know. Don't of. think so. So, um, you know, go make a couple kids and come back, and uh, we'll talk about it again. Penn. Penn. Yeah, it does make a difference. Yeah, of course it makes a difference. No, it doesn't. You don't have to have kids. You don't have to be a chicken to know a bad egg. (laughs) Ah, the world is going crazy once again, John. Crazy once again. Although I was in, uh, Mickey found this new health food store, which he dragged me to. In L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, Gee, go figure. There's a health food store down there? And uh, and everything is $6.99, everything. You know, sandwich six ninety nine. You know, but most of the stuff consists of a plastic bag with some stuff that looks like dried poop in it. Uh, and I have to say, some of it is actually delicious, although unidentifiable as to what what it is. But at the checkout counter, I swear to God, John, this was I I, I was afraid to take a picture because I I was sure he wouldn't even show up on the picture. Jesus was standing there. This guy must have been seven feet tall. He had a robe on, a white robe, sandals. He had the beard. He had the whole the long face. Was paying with cash. I was like, oh, my God, he's here. It, it, was, it was actually Jesus. And, and uh, I wanted to go up and say, uh, hey, man, I love your work. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have the guts. <laughs> your work. I love your work, man. Great stuff. Really good. So anyway, so that's uh, I guess that's kind of uh, it for uh, for uh, uh, vaccines. Um why don't we, uh, do we have any executive producers for yeah, this Yeah, we got program? two executive producers and an associate. Nice. Actually, the same as last week, essentially. Okay. Uh, Paul Couture. Okay, Sir Paul. Antioch, Tennessee. Sir Paul. Sir Paul. Uh, Eric Gray. 
from Fairbanks, uh, Alaska, oh. uh, both gave 333.33, and uh, there are executive producers. And then Thomas Hitholler from Frankfurt. Hitholler, yeah. Hitholler. 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 From Frankfurt, Deutschland, uh, 222.22. It might be Hithaler, Hithaler. It could be Hithaler, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. That's nice, though. I, I, we we don't get a lot of uh, how are we, we get doing? A lot of Deutschlanders. Deutschlanders is okay. Well, good. I have some uh, Gitmo Nation Deutschland uh, news today. Well, uh, we will be thanking uh, more people in our uh, support segment, but of course, uh, uh, massive thanks go out to uh, Thomas Hithaler as our associate executive producer, and uh, today's executive producer, Sir Paul Couture and Eric Gray. Thank you very much for supporting No Agenda. Of course, this is a real credit that you can put on uh, on your resume. You can, if you have an IMDb f- listing, you can put it in there. Um, and of course, we will vouch for you if someone ever brings that into any question. Just uh, call us yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's also listed on the internet. Yes, it is. So therefore, it must be true. The rest of y'all, especially you listening right now, we've got to go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Audience participation time. Say it with me now. Shut up, sleep. And the duck call is back. So happy about that. It adds a dimension. No other show has that dimension. Oh, this is true. Hey, by the way, uh, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to be on Twit this Sunday. Ah. Yeah, it paid off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really. And thank everybody else for. Uh, for suggesting this uh, idea to Leo as well. You can lay off now. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop harassing him on his KFI show, which I'm sure he doesn't. No, I'll, I'll, no I don't think he's very happy with all of that. So, yeah. I'm, but we never I'm told stoked. anyone to do that. I've no, told Leo no. that. And every time I tell him that, he gives me a look like, yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah, <laughs> No, nah, it's going to be but fine. It's true. We don't. We don't really. I mean, our our listeners are pretty much uh, freelancers. They do what they want to do. And uh, so he said, "Do you only want to be on when John is on?" I'm like, "No. In fact, quite the opposite. I think it'd be much better if I'm on when John is not on. Don't you think?" Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, otherwise we might. I don't want to be on with you. I've, no. I've talked to you twice a week. It's more than enough. It's yeah, four and, and hours, I'm four hours a week. Yeah, and I'm still enjoying. Most not married couples don't talk no. four hours a week. <laughs> I'm enjoying not talking to you in between shows. It's really paying off. I'm like, oh, I get to talk to John for an hour or two. That's that's enough. That's more yeah, than enough. Works. I don't even know if I want to ever do a third show. That just might be too much of you. <laughs> it, gets, it gets on your nerves. It does, doesn't it? Anyway, um, of course, this is the, uh, the show where we have a little more news because we have an extra day in between uh, programs. And uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind, I'd just like to... Start off with a little bit of Haiti, something really interesting yesterday. Um, Mickey and I went to San Jose. Uh, we uh, Costa Rica? Yes, exactly. We uh, are doing some stuff for uh, a charity that we've uh, done work for before. And San Jose, California? Yes, San Jose, California. Well, you could have checked in. No, you know what? I, I didn't feel like it. I just like, I'm just going to fly. We went straight from Burbank to San Jose and, uh, and back. It was a day trip. Which is really nice with Southwest. You know, it's like, whoop, whoop, up and back. Perfect, like the bus. Who needs a private jet? I mean, it's perfect. And uh, this is uh, Interplus. They, uh, it's, it's a funny, uh, it's a, 
it's a funny little organization. They've been around for like almost 40 years, but essentially plastic surgeons go into developing countries and kids who are, and women and men, I guess, but mainly kids who have cleft palates, uh, they do reconstructive surgery on them because if if you're in these third world countries and you're misfigured like that, then you're then you're out of society. No job, no nothing. You know, you're basically dog meat, dog food. Um, and so it's plastic surgeons that do this, and and it's a really well run organization. You know me; I read all those reports and stuff. And so Mickey introduced me to him, and so we start doing stuff, and we're going to be hosting their gala event. And it's a anyway. So we have lunch with the chairwoman, who is this fantastic Southern belle, who's just an amazing woman. And um, I say, so how come you guys aren't in Haiti? Because Haiti is really messed up. And, and immediately, you see, everyone's body language change. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. They were, well, yeah, first of all, we're kind of like uh, third-level responders. People need you know, food, water, shelter, et cetera. And, then we, and, and, of course, Haiti has a lot of the type of injuries that, they actually, that their uh, surgical teams can do a lot for. Because uh, you know, people get arms chopped off and heads maimed and stuff. So they actually could be of great help. But she said something very interesting. She said there's a huge problem right now uh, with USAID and uh, the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. I said, oh, really? I said, yeah. So the way the rules work, if you want to get any money from USAID, so this is basically the taxpayer's money or Presumably money also funneled from the $9 billion they were supposed to receive. Um, then you uh, are obliged to set up a partnership with the local government. Otherwise, they won't get you any funding. And everyone's having problems setting up a partnership with the Haitian government. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And she said, this is a real big problem. You know, no one can really get anything together with the Haitian government. And then I see this news report from ABC, which I'll just play a little bit from. Um, and I think I have a theory as to what uh, what is actually happening. Recent natural disasters like the flooding in Nashville in May and the earthquake in Haiti at the beginning of the year. So yesterday we talked about where things stand in Haiti seven months later. It sparked a lot of questions from you about the recovery efforts. So we went in search of some answers. On our journey back to the epicenter, we found almost nothing had changed. In our report, we showed the thousands still living in 10 cities, the orphans still homeless. So many Haitians came up to us and they asked us, where is the help? We remembered rock throwing and utter frustration. We also wondered about all the aid that came pouring in around the world. Where is it? Who is getting it? We wanted to get some answers from someone close to the recovery efforts. So on Tuesday, we spoke to the U.S. representative for the Interim Haiti Recovery Commission, Cheryl Mills, in Washington. Now, what do you to say this. to someone who says... So this is the government spokeshole. Listen to what she's saying and how she positions the problem. There's $9.9 billion worldwide donated to this effort. For those people who've sent in their money and they're, and they're saying, how's it being used? Where is it? Well, one, people, I, I want to encourage people not to forget Haiti. Dollars are being well spent and they're not being wasted. There are so many different needs that are in Haiti, whether or not you are charitable organizations on the ground like NGOs who are making sure that there is actually clean water, that there hasn't been a massive outbreak of illness because we've actually had the opportunity for having the kinds of vaccination programs that are necessary. Uh-huh. The road to recovery is long, but it is certainly one that the investment is worth it. 
we met Wayne Elsey, whose organization is giving away shoes. He told us about his shipping containers at the port. We saw dozens. Wayne said they could be used for temporary shelter for a family of 14. According to him, the Haitian government is putting up obstacles. Okay, so that's just the start of it. And the whole report is about how the Haitian government is not cooperating. They're no good. They're not making it easy. The help can't come in. I'm like, ah, duh, this is how this is going to be used as the reasoning to overthrow the Haitian government and put the shill in. This is the entire, just like, stop the aid, no money going in, nothing's going to happen because the government is bad. And they're going to have to get these guys out, so you're going to see continuously now, I guarantee it, you're going to see these reports say, oh, we can't get the help in. The help can't happen because of the Haitian government. Because of the government. Yeah, because of the Haitian government. Okay, so they're going to take these guys, here's the deal. I'm going to put this on top of your prediction. Thank you. These two guys, and I believe you're right, this has got to be exactly what's going on. It's all part of a scheme um, to build, uh, you know, the big resorts and all the rest of it up in the north side. Yep. They're going to take these guys, they're going to be some, they, they, for one thing, to do this this kind of a scheme, you have to be able to get out of town. Otherwise, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Because once the people revolt, they're going to go after you and they're going to hang you. So these guys will sneak out in the dead of night. They'll be taken out by, you know, some transport somewhere or other, and they're going to end up in Switzerland. <laughs> well, the la- the last guys wound up in Africa somewhere in some compound. Yeah, but they were rousted for a different reason. These guys are part of a bigger scheme. You mean Preval? Uh, Aristide, Preval? Was, Preval? Aristide was not uh, going along with the program. That was the problem with him. Right. Preval has always been a, uh, has always been the shill. Right. He's uh, he's been in for a yeah, long so time. He's a shill. So he's going to end up. This is my prediction. My prediction: Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. Good. Because there's no, you know, they won't take him, get him out of there, and he's going to be a happy camper living probably in Gestat. So, it, or, or in Zug. But, yeah, Zug, that's the place to be, where, where all the name signs have ink after them. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was interesting, because no one is actually saying this on television. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, the money, you know, it's being well spent. You know, hey, so got some shoes, uh, got some vaccines. (laughs) But, you know, meanwhile, people are, like, dying. Here's some shoes to eat. (laughs) Have have a shoelace. And suck on this shoelace, kid. Uh, But really, uh, what they're pushing is that the government is not cooperating. But I think that, you know, it doesn't seem that hard to figure out uh, and, and report on the fact that, uh, you can't actually get any money unless you have cooperation from uh, the local government because that's how the USAID works. And this umbrella organization of the NGOs, whose name I forget at the moment, uh, they're they're really complaining to uh, Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State, because they, they need these rules changed. They essentially can't go in anywhere and help with anybody or anything because they get no funding uh, unless uh, the local government cooperates. So just an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, when you get out of the house, sometimes you learn something. Yeah. <laughs> Even in San Jose. Go figure. So I was at an event that's kind of interesting. I have a clip, by the way, that I want to play before we get to when we take our hour break and uh, ask for donations, which is the PBS promo. Just play this so I can uh, just go. I want to bounce off this for, for starters. PBS is the place you should go first. There are no advertisers to be satisfied, only an audience to be satisfied. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. It w- whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not okay. That's a, that's a lie. 
It's a total. Shall nonsense. we play the uh, interview one more time from the? Uh, oh, why not? The CEO chairwoman of uh, NPR. Okay, move it on to money. How are NPR's corporate underwriting revenues holding up in the recession? And what about foundation grants? Um, two different stories. Um, underwriting is uh, corp- uh, underwriting is is down. It's down for everybody. I mean, this is this is the this is the area that is most down for us. Is is in is in sponsorship, underwriting, advertising. Call it whatever you want. What? Advertising. Call it whatever you want. So interesting. So anyway, the the idea here is that uh, you know there's this kind of, there's this kind of faux honesty and all the rest of it. So I went to a thing at a re, at a. Uh, Can I just play local- that promo one more time, just because it? it would, yeah, you it might as well. I know me. you like. It. Ah, Jesus. PBS is the place you should go first. There are no advertisers to be satisfied. Only an audience to be satisfied. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Oh, the promo changed all of a sudden. Wow. Huh. <laughs> Amazing how that happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I go to the th- this theater. They're going to have a, a, a sit-down with uh, Shelley Berman, um, Robert Morse, and uh, uh, a local comedian, Will Durst. And, and there's this kind of uh, character that's going to interview them. And he comes out before the whole thing, and he, he comes out and talks to this large audience in this theater. And he says the whole idea is they're going to try to sell these interviews. is called Sitting Down with Comics or Comic something or other. Uh, Wait, that's not the thing that's on uh, Showtime now? The, the no, green room anything. or whatever? Oh, no, okay. no, this okay. is something else. It's a ripoff, yeah. Maybe whatever the case is, it's, it's, it's very serious, you know, and it's very well, you know, it's, it's actually well, kind of well done, except for the fact that this interviewer, you know, won't let these guys get carried away, or it's just it was restrictive. But at the beginning of things, he says he's going to try to sell, he's going to make a series of these things, this is like the third one, and, or something like that, and they're going to sell it to PBS, right? So I, so then he goes into the thing that ah. I haven't actually witnessed this before, and I didn't get my recorder out fast enough to get most of it down, but I was actually kind of stunned by it, and I refused to take part. I was there with JC. The two of us sat there unflinching. Mouth and agape. Like, okay, so what we're going to do, we got two cameras here, and we're going to do the two cameras on the show, but before that, since we like to get audience reactions, we'd like you to do a few things. And then they turn the camera on the audience and says, okay, here's uh, what I want you to do. Reaction shots. I want to get some reaction shots. Okay, I want you to clap, clap, kind of, and then laugh. Clap and then laugh. Ready? Okay, ready? Go hit it. And then you go. And he says, okay, okay, now we want you to, okay, we want you to laugh real hard for a long time and then start clapping. And then he says, okay, I want you to give me a, everyone just chortle a little bit. Just just look at each other. Look look left and look right. And laugh a little bit and look left, look right. Okay, ready? Go. And he went through about five or six of these things. Yeah, of course, because they, of course, because they couldn't they afford more than two on, cameras. They only had two two cameras. Only so, two cameras. Right. so the fact is, and this is when you ever see any of these events on on PBS. Generally, only on PBS because the networks they usually have an extra camera or there's a guy with a handheld out in the audience roaming around. And, and and let me it. ask. Let me ask you this before you continue. Did the did the guy have his script rolled up and was he clapping that above his head? <laughs> Because that's usually what they do. The, the, no, 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 it's like, yes, and everyone clap. Yes, here we go. Yay. Of course, you know, I refuse to do any of this because it's like I didn't want to be on the, I didn't want to be on there anyway. So and they're not going to put the camera on this dud. So anyway, <laughs> so when you watch the PBS, I've always been. Yeah, you're not going to be on the show, needless to say. <laughs> you will yeah, not be singled out as the audience member. Yeah, not going to happen. No. 
So they, so you, well, you watch these things on PBS, and you'll see some comic up there, whoever it is, and he says something, and then they have an audience reaction shot immediately, and there's people yuck, yucking it up. It's like they, as if the guy had the joke, and the camera, and the guy doing the mixing in real time knew fast enough to hit the audience, and they got the guy yucking up, chortling, or looking right. back and forth and clapping or whatever. Well, but that's what so all whole, television is. This is it's always been fake. That's what it is. That, that, that doesn't get into the point. Oh. For one thing, I've never been in the, I've been in regular TV audiences and they have all the guys, the cheerleaders, and they want you to do laughing, but they, you know, it's all, it's all real. This is, this is all mixed after the fact. This is done in post and it's a crock of crap. And it seems to me that PBS with this fake honesty and about, how holier than thou attitude. Oh, we don't do this. Oh, we're the honest. This is. Yeah. This is what? Oh, hello. You can play the pet peeve. Hold thing, on, hold on. No, you know what? I lo- all I heard was this is, and then you cut out. So do that, and I'm You're sure. You're kidding? No, I'm not. Okay, well, let me say it again. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. This is dishonesty at its height. It is unconscionable, and 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 it's sickening that PBS, the so-called great place where all this you know where we're going to be told the truth and this is not the truth this is dishonest crap john c devorak's pet peeve of the day better. yeah the timing would could have been better. yeah well you know it's like i didn't know where you were going to end it up well i uh, but anyway that's my point and, I, <laughs> yeah. and so i was uh, very annoyed by this yeah i can understand wow i also had some some media experiences this week i got to go to a table read of family guy oh cool yeah it you was the table uh, I was not reading, uh, but they have no, an audience. You're out. You were the little audience around the table. Yeah. So there's a little conference room. Uh, you know, 80 people work on that show. <laughs> I mean, you 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 see how much work goes into that. You would never like download it again without without it being on Hulu or something. You're like, oh my god, there's so much work goes into it. Uh, but yeah, and Seth is there doing like 80 percent of the voices, and uh, I stole a script too. See for Boten. Maybe you should give that away. I have a, a script from Family Guy that uh, won't air until sometime end of 2011. We can have a party and then talk along with the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think there may even be rewrites after this table read, although it was absolutely hilarious. And the funniest thing was there was a, a line in there where the R word came up, but they actually used the R word. I was like, what, was, what was the reason that you were there? Um, one of Mickey's, uh, actor friends, her boyfriend is a writer on the show. Oh, okay. Although this was not his, um, particular episode, you know, they have to fill up the audience with like normal dudes, you know, people who just, you know, aren't in the business or aren't in the, you know, won't laugh gratuitously at anything Seth says. Uh, but it was, it's, it was amazing. So they experience. do a, so they do a table read with a, with a, with a, with a little gallery so they can see what they think, what, what turns out to be funny. Cause they don't have a laugh track on that. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they just listen just, to see if the jokes use work. audience reactions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's huh. a, it's a conference room. It's not like a gallery. It's a conference room with folding chairs. Oh, it's not that big. No, 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 no. It was great. And, uh, and they do it in real time. You know, they start, they got one guy reading the. You know, like the narrative bits of the of the script. You know, the you know uh, we open, we come back from commercial, we open, and it's it's real time, no stopping. They just go all the way through. Don't even stop for breaks. You know, it's just like okay, we're commercial break and we're back, and then they keep going. It was phenomenal to watch. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, 
Not that anyone cares. I just sound like an elitist Hollywood bastard right now. <laughs> you do. I thought there was a point to be made. No, there's no real. Yeah, the, my point was when you see how much work goes into it. Oh, yeah. You know, people don't no, realize these, these that. Things are non-trivial. People take a lot of stuff for granted. Well, exactly. And you see, how, it's 80 people. You know, I was like, wow. You know, and especially because they're HD now, they're doing more animation. And, the, and they send this stuff off for three months to Korea to fill in the blanks. Yeah, it takes forever to get that show done. Yeah, so... Uh, so they, uh, I, I do actually, they have any guest voices in the show? Uh, no, not on this one. No. But they do have. Uh, I know they have Rush Limbaugh coming up. Yeah, uh, Rush Limbaugh did his he, already. No, there's, an, there's another one. There's, about it. there's another one coming up. Another one coming up. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, so what else is going on the land of Gitmo? Well, there's a. There, we have the continued attack uh, every week. I think we'll probably have a little piece on this. Uh, neo-prohibitionism. Yeah, I, actually, I have quite a bit on the, the neo-prohibitionism. You want to go, go in that direction? Because I can start it off with my drunk driving news me, item that well, showed can, up on KION. Can I start off with the obvious? And now, back to real news. The obvious is Lindsay Lohan, who uh, has been released from uh, from jail. And she is now an outpatient. You know what that means. They haven't actually said it yet. I haven't found it in any of the reports. You know, they're all talking about, oh, she has to have psychological therapy and she has to have her pee tested twice a week. But you know she's getting the shot. You know she's getting the drinking vaccine. And I, it's only a matter of time before they start talking about it. She may even start talking about it. It's a miracle cure, I tell you. I'm no longer addicted to anything because of the sh- I only have to get one shot a week. Just wait for it. It's coming. Nah, I'm I'm going to be highly disappointed if uh, if, the, if she actually gets takes the shot. <laughs> what do you mean disappointed? It, it's well, going mean, to take her out of the news. Side. I mean, now she's going to be a spokesperson for this piece <laughs> of crap shot. No, I think they're going to force it on her. It's it, it's. I mean, she is going through the entire the entire system that has been set up. This you know got forty three hundred dollars. Don't drive uh, drive drunk. She's had the scram bracelet. Uh, now she has to, you have to pay for that for the outpatient care. It's not free. It's not like a freebie. You got to pay for that. She you know, interlock on her car. I'm sure we just haven't seen it yet. Although she doesn't have to drive, so she's getting the whole the whole uh, the whole treatment. No, no, no. I, th- I think this is a, it's a beautiful example. In Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia liquor stores are now going to ID all buyers, even if they look like you, John. Uh, yeah. what care, ID. You get uh, you get carded um, in Australia. Some uh, Gitmo uh, nation uh, down under. Uh, they're actually throwing a number on it. Uh, we thought it uh, this uh, drinking stuff. You know, this uh, alcohol was costing the state fifteen billion a year. It's much more than that. Much more, I tell you. A new report on the harm caused by alcohol misuse in Australia claims the economic cost amounts to a staggering thirty-six billion dollars a year. That's more than double previous estimates. The alcohol industry questions the accuracy of the Great, report, huh? but the people behind the research project hope their hope their findings will lead to new measures to tackle alcohol-related social problems. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Aussies, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, well, we have the report and we hope it will help us make new measures. Well, you know, I think there is a theme of just phoning up numbers and throwing them at people and just as fact and then somebody putting out a press release. We'll just make it up as they go along. Play drunk driving news. Uh, hold on. Here we go. 
New tonight, a government study reveals that one in 12 drivers admitted to driving drunk at least once over the course of a year. Thanks to these alarming statistics, the federal government is spending $13 million in television and radio ads to get the message out about the dangers of drunk driving. Now, as Labor Day approaches, police nationwide will launch a two-week blitz of DUI checkpoints checkpoint. and drunken driving patrols. Checkpoint, 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 checkpoint. So let's go over a couple of things in this report. One in 12 drivers admitted that they drove around drunk over the last year. What survey was this? Yeah, it's a Pew study. Hey, buddy, did you, uh, we're asking a couple questions. Did you drive drunk over the last year, yes or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just not seeing that this ever, this, this, survey ever took place because most people would say no anyway it's like okay well, it's I'm, a trick I'm, they're trying to get no 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 of course not i'm looking at the reporting now government study this is usatoday.com uh says one in 12 drivers it is uh, a survey by the national highway traffic safety administration mm-hmm. they are known as a survey organization Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. And uh, then they said that they're, they're, you know, we have a, a holiday, Labor Day, whatever it is that's coming up, the, um, I guess. And uh, so they, and they always have a couple of checkpoints because you, God knows on, on Labor Day, everybody gets plastered. That's the whole uh, point. And we're, so, we're, we're uh, certainly not, cele- we're not celebrating jobs, that's for sure. They're going to have uh, – they're going to – have checkpoints for the next for two weeks I mean, wait a minute <laughs> I, I plan on getting really drunk okay <laughs> people get drunk a, a week before labor day and they stay drunk until the week after i mean this checkpoint. this is just basically checkpoint. an excuse to checkpoint. to, to uh, do a, a sweep you know to uh dragnet you know just to f- get people and to harass them it's all no, it is. and make money and, and make look i'm against drunk driving obviously It'd be crazy not yeah, to. More, you, you, these things are bogus because there's not just about drunk driving. They they'll get you for you know all kinds of tags or oh, yeah. you know licenses missing. Oh, your yeah. Headlights oh, yeah. are out. Yep. I mean you know this is a and and besides that is still harassment. Unless you're weaving on the road and look like a drunk, you shouldn't be touched. Talk to, the cops shouldn't even have to talk to you. Yeah, this is very common though in Europe. I mean, I grew up with the checkpoints uh, for alcohol. Very very common. Um, you know, I, I, I've kind of gotten into the habit now when when people are saying, "Oh, I'm so glad smoking is banned." Everybody's get your ugly smoke away from me. Bad smoking, smoking, smoking. It's like, yeah, you know what? It's your alcohol next, buddy. And it is. You know, they're going to first. They take this away. You know, they came for my cigarettes. They took them away. They're going to come for your alcohol next. They and then are the Jews. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's this uh, e-cigarette thing, which I've actually tried, and it's, it's kind of cool. It's, uh, it's like a, uh, a plastic tube that uh, resembles a cigarette, has a little uh, charge in there. It's a rechargeable battery. And you put these uh, little cartridges in, it's, uh, and they're laced with nicotine. And essentially, it heats up, and it steams. Um, it creates a nicotine steam, which you inhale, so you get kind of your nicotine shot. And when you exhale, steam comes out, but it has kind of that smoke feel. And I have to say, it's a pretty nifty invention. Uh, they're, of course, now being banned. Ah, good. Yeah, because the FDA feels that uh, they've, they've actually, the FDA started intercepting shipments. I didn't know that they were now in the customs business, but the FDA has started intercepting shipments of these products. Uh, they come from China, of course. Uh, they say, hey, you know, we have the right to regulate nicotine. So you can, uh, and you have to test these and make sure that people can't die from them. It's like, you know, 
finally something is actually kind of good, which I, I think inherently it feels like it's a, a pretty good idea. And now they're being banned, so you can't use those. So um, there was, I saw a commercial, I don't have a clip of it, but it was, it's a, it, it wasn't clippable because it was mostly visuals. But it was about uh, how, you know, all these poor kids have asthma throughout California and then secondhand smoke is making it worse and they're going to kill all these kids. And it was, I don't have the, I didn't write down the exact URL, but it was, it wasn't about, you know, it was literally about ending it's something, it was something like end tobacco in California. I mean, in other words, no tobacco products of any sort yeah. in the state of California. That's the goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it it's all out. Smoking. It's about all tobacco products under all circumstances, inside, outside, in your own house, in your own car. Uh, or Nowhere. Just not, I'm not a smoker, so I don't care personally. Illegal but I, to I possess. Illegal to, yeah. of civil rights. Yeah, illegal to possess. Absolutely. And it's going to come. It, it will absolutely happen. And be, you know what's going to end up? They're going to legalize marijuana and people will be stuffing some tobacco into the joint. <laughs> it's just, hey, man, I rolled up some backy in my weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it could really happen. <laughs> Do I smell tobacco on you? Do I smell- <laughs> son, that's not, that's step not, out of the car. That, there's tobacco in that. Yeah, step out of the car, son. I smell tobacco in your weed. <laughs> Well, things are getting kind of nuts um, as uh, it now apparently, uh, certainly in the state of California, the People's Republic, is uh, legal for law enforcement to tag your car with a GPS device. They can come into your driveway, uh, clip this thing onto your car and track you. Uh, and this is now uh, legal has been uh, they've tried to overturn this in the, the Ninth Circuit Court. Uh, and uh, it's just not happened. Uh, law enforcement uh, is allowed to tag your vehicle. Uh, I guess you as well, if they can get it on you. Come onto your private property and um, and put a GPS tracking device on you. So what happens? Say you got you know. Say your house is protected by let's say. Well, well, you're uh, asking the you're, sensors, no, no, no. You're asking the right cam- question. You're asking the right question. They have motion sensor cameras, and you catch the guy doing it. You take the damn thing and put it in the house, or put it on a dog, or you take the the device and you you just steal it. So first of all, uh, this is being they're saying that you know this law doesn't uh, apply to rich people because if you can put a nice fence up around your house you know then uh, that's different so the law enforcement can't scale the fence they can walk up your driveway yeah so uh but if you if look if i saw this happening if i had uh motion sensor cameras i'd totally put it on a turtle or something you know i'd strap this thing to a raccoon or whatever whatever i could get (laughs) the neighbor's cat i'd be like hey have fun with this boys here you go but of course, yeah. listening devices are next, and it's just it's it's crazy. We've gone yeah, we've gone it, nuts. The, the thing has got to be small, so you could probably yeah. put it on a bird. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? You on a mockingbird, falcon. Yeah, a small falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a couple of those in the backyard. No problem. Someone sent me a uh, a picture of the Sunday Times in Gitmo Nation East, and. Uh, it was beautiful. I can't actually find the article online, unfortunately. Uh, but it, uh, it's, it's a two-pager. And, of course, the Sunday Times is full color. And you see a picture of uh, a husband. He's in bare-chested. He's a buff-looking guy. His kid is on his shoulders, smiling, wearing a, uh, a rather oversized watch. 
And uh, I guess this is it's either his wife or his other kid. Yeah, I think it's his other kid also wearing a, a colored oversized watch. And the and across two pages right there in the middle, it says, tag them to set them free. Want to keep tabs on your children without stifling them? Ed Chipperfield tracks down five devices that let parents do just that. And there's all these devices and these colorful watches and stuff that essentially track your kid. That's like tagging your kid. Wow. With, uh, let's see, they have the iSeka family pack. <laughs> so you can get a whole bunch of little watches to strap if you have more than one kid. The Buddy Personal, the Loxu New MS, the Wireless Digital Child Tracker, the Cool Tracks Lite, cool spelt with a K, is uh, a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And of course, everyone's like, yeah, it's a good idea. And that dad looks like a perfect dad. So I think I want to be like him and tag my kid. Well, this is kind of, there's this, there's this, let me just read from the ISICA website, ISICA family pack, the RF10. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, handheld ba- this is, this is like for little kids. It's like babies. Handheld base unit can find a wandering child up to an amazing one quarter mile away. <laughs> you could, you can fart and the kid will still smell it from that distance. It's bull crap. It's useless. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's handy if you're, if you're walking around. You're, this would be, you know, a lot of times when a lot of parents have kids that are like to wander off. And when you go to the airport, it's you, kind of frightening. I, I they, love it when they have the kids on a leash. I've done that. We've no, no. With which one? Uh, actually, with uh, Jay, we had her on a leash for a while. And then <laughs> no, I think, think Casey was on a leash. I am so against that. That is so wrong. There's a bunch of people that use this. It works great. John, you, John, the, John, the worst John, thing is to have the kid running because these kids like to take off like a rocket. What are you? Do you have a Zimmer frame? What's wrong with you, man? Hold on to the kid's hand. I am so against this. Whenever I see that, I give these parents scouring looks. That's not yeah, okay. Well, Put your kid on a leash. Around with, you, didn't, you had one kid. So, so, anyway. so my kid wandered off. I kept my eye on her. Put yeah, your kid you on a leash. Kids, what do you do? Put your kid. Did, did you have a little shocker for when they left the, the yeah, yard? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous. Of all people, you homeschool your kids, yet you put them on a leash. I, I don't know, man. It's a dichotomy. They're little kids. They don't mind. They don't care. So anyway, <laughs> no, yeah. No, they grow up interestingly. Though. I'm not going to say anything about your kids because I love them. And it turned out fine, obviously. So apparently, in your case, there was no negative effects. But it's weird. <laughs> You see it once. Well, you don't see it was more popular about 10, 15 years ago than it is today because of people like you, bigots, anti-leash bigots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I just, I just uh, blew my secondhand marijuana smoke in her face so she would calm down. Worked <laughs> like a charm. I'd never put it on her leash, though. Let me tell you that. So anyway, so now this this seems like just some for the at the airport. This might come in handy. The kid, you know, if you, or the store. You know, they one of the things my uh, wife pointed. Did out you yank him back when like come here? You know, like, like a yank, the little tug, to, no, so they, they could teach him. They just teach they get him? to the end of the leash and they just uh, stop moving. You don't have to jerk was it was it one of you know, it's not a choke chain? <laughs> was it one of those with like a you, <laughs> the kid in a choke chain? Yep. Did you have like a reel on it so you could like so you could let it let him walk a little bit and then reel him back in? Is that one of those like? Uh, you know, like the real dog things. Maybe I don't know. I don't Did you remember. carry a plastic bag well, around like to clean up after them? Did you carry a plastic bag to pick up their poop? <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 were, uh, you had some good material there. 
not commercial, but it was, you know, it was acceptable. Open mic. Yeah, open, it's open mic night here on No Agenda, so, everybody. Uh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> so that what happened, you know, Toys R Us has had, besides the fact that kids don't buy to- or want toys anymore, they want video games. Yeah. But somebody came into Toys R Us uh, some years ago, because we remember shopping there. Toys R Us used to be a kind of a warehouse-style toy store with these long aisles. And yep. so some bonehead that obviously never had kids in their lives decided to redesign Toys R Us. So there's all these offset little cubby holes and oh, aisles. There no long aisles anymore. Oh, They're no. Always, oh, no. It was like a maze. And so if, the, if your kid took one left turn, you would spend an hour trying to figure out where they went because you couldn't just go up and down the aisles seeing, you know, seeing who was Right. There. They'd be hiding in, like, the, 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 in the nook. There's nooks. And so this, the, these idiots at Toys R Us put this, this crazy system together. This I seek a family pack would be great in a Toys R Us uh, if, you, if it works. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. I'm still on the leash. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, there's something that came out that I think is total disinfo, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and this is a video. You might have even blogged it. It's about a Chinese company, uh, and the name of the company is Blessed, B-L-E-S-T, blessed.co.jp. And uh, so this company, uh, which is, I guess, a small company. Well, JP's Japanese. Yes. Didn't I say Japanese? No, you said Chinese. Oh, I'm sorry, Japanese. Um, and uh, this guy made a machine. You put plastic into the machine. And literally, he, you see him stuffing bottles and styrofoam and all kinds of plastic into it. And then he turns it on, and then out the end, it goes through a, a water filtration system, and out the other end comes oil. And, and everyone's like, this is amazing. This is so phenomenal. Look at this. This is, this is oil coming out. It's like, this is, this, is the, this is the saving grace. Now we can change plastic, which is, of course, a petroleum product, back into oil and everyone's like this is great this guy's gonna get killed you know this will never see the light of day and uh if you want i can give you my take on it now but this is going viral and i'm i guarantee and that's the purpose by the way um but first i'd like to get your take on the concept of turning plastic back into oil are you asking or are you going to play something? No, no, I'm asking you. I'm, no, you oh, can't play I, it because it's, it's in Japanese. There's this video, and yeah. they're playing, you know, these kids jumping around. And it's well, there's, a, there's, a video, there's a video with subtitles, uh, which is not on the website. Which yeah, the pro- well, the, well, this one's a video with <clears throat> Chinese subtitles. not very useful to me. No. Uh, what's my take on it? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is obviously a... Uh, it's a possibility you could do this, by the way, because plastic is made from petroleum. Um I think it's just, it just sounds to me like some 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 scam the plastics business has gotten into to uh, to push the more plastic on the public. I don't know. Uh, I don't really. I have to think about it. You have that page there, right? Do you see yeah, I'm looking at it. on the video? Away. Yeah. Do you oh, see? Do you, it? you want me to comment on whether this is bogus? Well, no. I'm going to tell you why it's bogus. First oh, of it's all, totally bogus. I could tell you that right now. Why is uh, that's okay? That's the part I wanted you to comment on. Well, they get the bubbling because there's nothing going on here. There has this has to be a high pressure kind of a high pressure, high temperature process of some sort. It's just bubbling through water, and it's a little bitty device. And this guy, this looks like bullshit. Now look at the logo on the video. What does that logo say? United Nations University. Thank you. So let me tell you what's going on here, people. This is a, a, a tremendously well thought out propaganda 
piece to remind you that oil is not just what goes into your car. It's a reminder to tell you that oil is in everything around us in our entire world. This, you can watch this propaganda fire up very shortly. That, and, because you know, people don't realize this. I was having lunch the other day with a couple of friends of Mickey's. And I'm uh, like, you know, plastic. There was a guy on the street. Ban the bag. Ban the bag. I said, yeah, do you have a bag? I'll put oh, it over your head and I'm going to tie it it's really tight. Bags are handy for that. So it's banned the bag. And then these, but these two kids, actually, they're not kids. They're the young adults. They had no idea that bags were made from plastic. This is an educational oh, you mean piece. From petroleum. Uh, from, yeah. Uh, from petroleum. Yeah. They have, people have no idea. How much of our world is made from petroleum products? You have, it's, it's everything, including those paint. plastic battery cars you drive, people. Yeah, all the paint, all the uh, your, TV, your monitors, your uh, computer monitors, like 99% plastic. Yeah. In one way, shape, or... Oh, this is bullshit. Here comes the, the, the oil <laughs> see, out And then it. it's like, just because you have oil doesn't mean you can turn around and put it in your car. It has to go through a process called refining. And, and that's very, 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 very expensive. So well, this it burns it, in the front porch of these guys' place. I know. The guy, and look at the black smoke coming off of it as he's burning yes. it. <laughs> so it, this is a propaganda piece. It's great, and, and, and it's nice to know, but... This is not. Uh, I don't think this is actually a solution. I mean, it may be, but I, uh, how much? No, no, how no, much power do you have to generate to melt this stuff? Here, here, this, here's the giveaway: United Nations. <laughs> That's what I said. I looked at this. I'm like, it's United Nations University. This has got to be bogus. There's no way this can't be. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the solution. We're the United Nations. We're here to help. <laughs> United Nations University. I never, I never even heard of the United Nations University. Yeah, there's a, they got a whole thing. I, I look, I, the website's in the show notes if you want to take a look. Noagendashow.net, uh, dot com. God, there's too many websites to remember. Uh, I, am, uh, I am going to be right, though, John, about my zombies meme. Hate to tell you. I said more and more zombies. And you said, no, it's going to be vampires. Well... AMC coming out with a new series called The Walking Dead. I saw a lot of that out on the loading dock, even tossed down the stairwell. Not the ones they put down, the walkers. They were seeing on the news some kind of virus. Things got crazy. Man, you won't believe the panic. The broadcast stopped. Anyway, so the premise is this is a cop. He gets shot at a checkpoint uh, shootout. Uh, He goes into a coma. He wakes up and uh, everyone's dead. And uh, there are a couple of survivors. A typical zombie story. Um, And everyone else is a zombie. And it's a new series. And it actually looks like a damn good series, I'll say. It does. (laughs) It looks like a good series. It's a winner. My daughter just bought the book Feed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I, I predicted this. Z- Zombies is it for 2011, totally. I'm telling you, the, the Twilight next Twilight film is going to be the blockbuster. They get, I think they the could Twilight throw in some zombies. There. They, but yeah, they got to throw some zombies in. You watch, they will. The Minneapolis City Attorney's Office has decided to pay seven zombies and their attorney $165,000, according to the Star Tribune from Minneapolis. Uh, the payout approved by the city council on Friday settles a federal lawsuit the seven filed if they were arrested and jailed for two days for dressing up like zombies in downtown Minneapolis to protest mindless consumerism. 
and uh, they were arrested. <laughs> because they arrested the zombies. You know what? They were walking in a stiff, lurching fashion, carrying four bags of sound equipment to amplify music from an iPod when they were arrested by police who said they were carrying equipment that simulated weapons of mass destruction. What? Yeah. They were carrying equipment that simulated weapons of mass destruction. Like what? The, the ba- amps? A bag full of amps, yeah. Ooh, that looks dangerous. A bag full what of is amps. wrong with the police? Well, there's a lot wrong with the... Well, not all police, but unfortunately, anyone in any kind of uniform, I'd have to say, and is You know what is the problem is? is they're getting up. paid too much money. The, the idea of a public servant <laughs> is, is a public servant. It's not yeah. there, you know, do, do things that, well, you work... You know, the, the old thing, well, I pay your salary. Yeah. Not really. Nobody no. <laughs> pays a cop's salary anymore. The cops are making more money than you're making. Mm-hmm. And so now they lord it over everybody. I'm making more than you. You're a dummy. Yeah, shut up, slave. Shut up. Speaking of... Uh Speaking of which... I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. Let's thank a few people, who, uh, and I have to say a few people, uh, who have supported us this week. Yeah, we didn't get much. Uh, we'd like to get more, so I would encourage people to uh, help us out a little, a little more aggressively. Uh, we do have somebody complaining about the fact that I forgot to uh, mention their seventy-five dollar uh, donation. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't. I never saw it on the spreadsheet. But he wanted to uh, call out a douchebag friend. This is uh, Rory R- R- Rory Stone. Although he signed off his name and in his note as Rory Stone. Uh, he wants to call his buddy Eric East. Who's a free-loading lo- douchebag? Douchebag! And he's got about two challenge coins. He's going to give one to the uh, to him. Oh, that's nice. But still a douchebag. Yeah, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. So uh, let's see. We've got uh, we've got uh, Matthew Carey, Eastwood, South Australia, hundred dollars. Uh, Brad Ryder, Wildwood, Missouri, Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. A hundred dollars. A Ani Kosky from Union City, New Jersey, sixty-two, sixty-one. Pronouncing uh, notes: uh, Ani, Tony without the T, o- Oni, I guess. Okay, so o- actually, I knew a person named Oni. That's Oni? funny. Really, Oni uh, LX. Only Alex, John, and Adam. I live here in Tokyo, Japan. Decided to donate uh, fifty-five ten yen. Which comes out to sixty-one, sixty-two U.S. dollars. I was planning on donating before hearing back about a job with the Guilt Group. Unfortunately, I was a total douchebag. Uh, uh, do, uh, do you smell? Bag. Sorry. What, the, what was that? I suck. And forgot to stock up on my karma. Please de-douche me. <sighs> All right. You've been de-douched. Uh, guilt. Uh, check out guilt.com, even though they didn't hire me. If I start uh, getting some steady work for uh, com, I'll start my journey to knighthood. Thanks for keeping me sane over here in the freest country I've ever lived in. If you ever come to Japan, the hookers and blow are on me. Let's see. Who flies to Japan? Uh, let me just get some cheap tickets. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, Mike that. Mike Potter, 5510, uh, double nickels on the dime. Uh, Rick Bohm, B-O-E-H-M, Grove City, Ohio. Uh, Mike, by the way, is from Lake St. Louis. Um, 
Oh, I'm sure these both were 55-55. Hmm. He's come up with a new meme. Brandon Rowles, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, 55-10, looking to get some karma. He's been looking for a job for six months. Oh. Great. And, uh, and finally, He wasn't Alan saved Martin. or created, clearly. Yeah, saved or created. And Alan Martin, uh, $50, one-time donation. Uh, might want to... Uh, uh, before you pitch people a little bit more, I w- talk about saved or created. I do want to play the Tom Hartman clip, the other one I have on the economy. We play that right now? Yeah, play it right now. Okay, it's on the, here we go. The Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, is reporting that the Obama administration's comprehensive stimulus package boosted the GDP by up to 4.5% in the second quarter of 2010 and is directly responsible for putting over 3.3 million people to work. The CBO estimate shows that the stimulus effort may have prevented the sluggish U.S. economy from tanking altogether between April and June. Economists surveyed by Reuters expect that revised numbers due out Friday of this week will show that the economy had a sluggish growth of 1.4% during that time period, a number that would have been Depression-era negative and massively worse had the Obama administration not passed and put into place their stimulus measure last year. Okay, so our show, we don't take you know government propaganda and just... Spoon feed it to you because we're big fans of Obama or whomever. Whoever. And we're not fans of any of these jabronis. And uh, we'd like to uh, uh, encourage people to keep us going on this show because this show is 100% listener supported. And I also decided, you know, there's some people out there that should be listening to this show that aren't listening. Uh, and one of them, actually two of them, are the, is the... Uh, Coke brothers that own Coke Industries that they're being slammed by the left-wing media to an extreme because apparently they're the guys financing many of the Tea Party events. And so now they're, by that, there are a couple libertarians that are billionaires. There's got to be some listeners out there that can get to them and say, listen to these two guys on the No Agenda show. David and Charles Coke are the two guys. Uh... They would, they, I would pronounce their name Koch, as in Ed Koch, but they pronounce it Coke, apparently. And uh, these guys need to be listening to our show. They're two libertarian characters who are being basically taken apart by the left-wing media. And I'm actually going to do a special report on the next show about about how to deconstruct some of the stuff on Democracy Now!, where they really went after these guys. And I think largely because they're the, you know, the money, or part of the money, or some of the money, maybe even a small part, for all I know, of the, of the Tea Party stuff. And it's, uh, we need more listeners like that who might, you know, pony up. And I would, yeah, I wouldn't mind some support from those guys. Yeah. All right. K, is it K-O-C-H? Yeah, K-O-C-H, David and Charles. And what do they do? What is their industry? Coke Industries, they own like, they own half the world in terms, they're the second biggest privately held company outside of Cargill. Really? And they own like, you know, paper, Dixie Cups and uh, Brawny mm. and a bunch of uh, oil, oil wells in Minnesota. And they're just a, it's a little conglomerate. They own lots of, lots of well-known companies. Huh. And they're being slammed because they're oh, financing they're uh, the Tea Party. Yeah. Of course, uh, you were right in predicting that, uh, Sarah Palin is being pushed to the forefront there of uh, yeah. of the Tea Party, or I guess it'll be the Republican Tea Party. It's going to be some kind of mind meld that'll go on. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, so if the Koch brothers are listening, uh, here's what you do: uh, you 
fire up your web browser, please, if you're on a Mac, Coke Brothers, don't use Safari 5.1 because it blows chunks. <laughs> and uh, head on over to noagendashow.com. There's a little link there. There's a thing called PayPal. Uh, but we'll take your check as well. No problem. Uh, or you can go to Dvorak.org slash NA or channel Dvorak.com slash NA and uh, support us with either one-time donation. Even if you do that, we'd love for you to get on one of our uh, monthly programs. The $5 a month is... Uh, I'd love to see Charles and David Koch on a $5 subscription. Yeah, I'd mention them every single month. Uh, then we also have the lucky $30 monthly subscription. We have the 3333, which is the uh, boarding pass for the mothership. 1,000 tickets available. And uh, I believe our boarding passes are going out this week, John. Yep. The boarding passes, and they're numbered, and you get uh, there's a, and you also, get a zone. You get a zone, a boarding zone. And there's also a, um, a disclaimer on it, right? If, uh, if we lose your luggage, then you get some ADRs, I think. Or something, or, or nothing. <laughs> or moon rocks, something like that. Not sure. We have, we have That hasn't been written. And I do not believe you have yet set up the 101010 uh, the 10, 10 promotion. No, I got to do that. I should do that today. Uh, as you know, 101010 uh, 10, 10 will be a very lucky day. It's a $42 deal. Yes, $42. It's uh, for Super Karma. Uh, everyone's jumping in on this one. Uh, 101010 or 101010 is uh, binary for 42. 42 is, of course, the answer to all questions in life and the universe, uh, as, uh, as written in the Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy. The number 42 is a very, in fact, the number, it, it's such an important number. I'm thinking of getting a 42 tattoo. That's how good it is. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see you with a 40. Where are you going to put it? Uh, any tattoo would just be on my... Uh, my I think it should be between the thumb and the forefinger. <laughs> how about right between there? my eyes? <laughs> how about a neck tattoo? <laughs> you know, I think I'm when I put this page up, which will be shortly, I'm also going to allow for people who really want to go, want to swing for the fences and get a knighthood in the process to, to donate $1,000. Ten dollars and ten cents. That's ten, ten, Ooh. ten. Well, we could also do a four twenty. Four twenty. Oh, I'll put it on there. Somewhere. Yeah, because you get forty two is lucky, and four twenty. Well, we all know what that is. That's super. Yeah, lucky. that has a double entendre. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, so we'll have. Can you that have, refers to uh, what? Marijuana, legalizing marijuana. Yeah, because it's at four twenty, April twentieth, or four twenty in the afternoon or in the morning. It's always four twenty somewhere. Uh, that's when we all salute each other. Even the uh, former smokers, like myself, still uh, observe uh, 4.20 in the afternoon. It's a kind of a habitual thing. Um, so why don't we do a whole 10-10-10 uh, page, John? Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that this is going to be a, a very karmatic day. And it, it falls on a Sunday, which is even better. So we'll have, uh, we'll have a show. We'll we have can- a celebrate. We'll have a special show. Yes, and we're going we're gonna to give everyone special 42 karma, everyone who has uh, donated uh, a, a multiple, uh, either the $42 or whatever else we come up with. Uh, it's another, f- and numerology is important. Our whole universe is made up of it, so you can scoff at it if you want, but we have pr- plenty of examples of people who have uh, received good karma uh, from their support to this show. Yeah, and scoffing is good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you were talking about... Uh, or Do we actually, have any birthdays or anything? I don't no, think no, so. no knighthoods, no birthdays, no nothing. Huh. Uh, although my uh, daughter's birthday is tomorrow, so I'll say happy birthday to her in advance. Uh, she turns 20. And next Friday is my birthday. And I also turn 20. Next Friday? Yeah, next Friday. You're turning 20 next Friday? That's yeah. good. Yeah. So you mentioned the... Uh, 
or actually Thom talked about the economy there. Uh, well, here it comes. Here come the big crash is about to happen. First of all, I'm sure you saw existing home sales, uh, which which you know plunged is the word uh, the Wall Street Journal uses twenty seven percent. So this is people trying to sell their home. It's like twenty seven percent less sales in previously owned homes. Forget about new homes. But the real thing that we've all been waiting for to happen is, and and they're calling it that word is back jingle mail. Uh, commercial commercial real estate, uh, they're just refusing to pay, even though they can pay their actual mortgages for malls. In fact, the uh, uh, Taub, Taubman Centers, Inc., who, uh, amongst other properties, uh, such as have the Beverly Center in Los Angeles, uh, just stopped paying their interest payments. And uh, they, they stopped paying their interest payments on the $135 million mortgage on the pier shops at Caesars in Atlantic City, New Jersey, which, of course, you know, Atlantic City is kind of in the tank. Uh, and, and a lot of these uh, mall owners are just sending the keys back to the people who hold the loan. Jingle mail. Oh, here you go. And we're just not going to pay it anymore. Screw you. Not paying, this, not paying that mortgage. And um, it's funny because Tony Robbins... You know Tony Robbins? Yeah, we talked about him the other day. Where? On the show. Not, not on our show. Did we talk yeah. about him? On, really? Yeah. He, you sure it wasn't uh, Horowitz Unplugged? Yeah. About his video message? Yeah. No, we didn't talk about it, John. You and I did not talk about this. Okay, uh, well, go ahead. Well, anyway, he, he made a, uh, and I followed uh, Tony Robbins for many years. He made a video message. He told everyone, hunker down. <laughs> I work with a lot of people in high places. The the, the winter is coming. The, the yeah, no, it's a bogus message. You think he, it, I mean, he's got a new TV show? This is why we talked about it. <laughs> See, I, I think TV you talked about it with with Horowitz. I, th- I think it was with Horowitz. It wasn't with me. Anyway, it do, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, he got a new TV show about him, mm-hmm. and so he comes out with this little vi- viral video that's talking about everybody should. I don't know what he's trying to say. He's just saying there's going to all hell's going to break loose. But this has been. It may have been Horowitz because we also talked about. Apparently, he's about the third guy who's come out with this gloom and doom crap. Mm-hmm. And it's one of us in August. Uh, there's supposed to be the economy's going to collapse this month. It's all over. Harry Dent, that's his thing. And then some uh, some other group came out with this. Oh God, you know, there's going to be the end of the world happening this month. And then Tony Robbins comes out with his little thing. He knows nothing about any of any of it. And my wife gets all upset, and she says, "Oh my God, you're." Uh, this is terrible. What's going to happen? I said, well, the one old rule is that when everybody's predicting gloom and doom, it never happens. It's just it never happens ever. It's when things are looking good you have to worry. <laughs> exactly. It's like what, when we're like, hey, everything's great. So um, anyway, I was staying on this housing thing, and this was, uh, this was a report on CNN with uh, Dick's List, Rick's List. Um, there is a, uh, a new meme uh, which I think I probably fall under, although I am not moving into people's houses as the bank or uh, former, you know. So what's happening is the bank is repossessing houses uh, everywhere. I think this happens a lot in Detroit and, and other places that are really, really severely depressed. And uh, so the bank just you know keeps them empty because they don't want to sell it now. They don't want to flood the market now with a whole bunch of really cheap homes, particularly now that home sales are, uh, existing home sales are down so much. And, you know, the, that would only suppress the depress the price further. So uh, people are uh, squatting in these homes. 
Yeah. They're, they're getting common. in. Yeah. And, uh, and, but they have a name, John. And uh, the name is Sovereign Citizens. Sovereign mm. Citizens. Mm. And, uh, and interestingly enough, a lot of these sovereign citizens are African-Americans. However, the report goes something like this. They're accused of taking over foreclosed and bank-owned homes and posting fake deeds and other bogus paperwork in the windows to prove that they are the owners. See that right there? So somebody comes along, maybe an inspector, and says, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these people really do own this house. Except those papers you're looking at right there, they're bogus. They're fake. They're make-believe. This townhouse belonged to a couple in the Atlanta suburb. They were evicted. But prosecutors say that they tried to take back the home with papers claiming that they're exempt from Georgia laws. Now, take a look at this. I want to show you something else. This home has a tennis court and a pool. It's worth more than a million dollars. The group accused of squatting here allegedly took over a shopping center as well. They even charged rent. Prosecutors say these people are called, are you ready for this? Remember this word. I've been looking into this now for the better part of several weeks. Uh, Sovereign citizens. Sovereign citizens. Part of a growing movement who believe that the laws of the land simply do not apply to them. Okay. So uh, I guess I mispronounced it. I guess it's supposed to be sovereign citizens. That doesn't make any sense. Remember this now. Sovereign citizens. The guy can't even read English. It's sovereign, douchebag. Can I uh, bring in another? Uh, besides, I have, by the way, I have a clip on some of this, but I have also another interesting point that some. I guess this wasn't in the report, but one of the more interesting. Well, there's, there's more to. The, I, I want I, you can I'm, please feel free to say something, but I do have an expert standing by who's going to explain who sovereign citizens are. Do you want to play that first, or do you want to make your comment? No, you, you finish yours because I got mine's going to go in a different direction. So, John, let's bring in an expert to find out exactly who these. And remember this word now. Remember this word. Remember this word. Southern citizens. Mark Potok studies southern citizens for the Southern Poverty Law Center. As a matter of fact, I read your magazine two days ago when I first got it, uh, or when I got it. This edition. I, I love how he, he he tries to cover this up. When I first when I he's like I've been looking into this for weeks, and I got your magazine two days ago. I mean I'm at the most current issue because of course I read your magazine all the time. <laughs> I saw that they were on the cover. So you guys have been you guys have really been drilling down on these folks. Who are they? What's their mo, Mark? Well, their MO is pretty varied, actually. This uh, business of seizing homes illegally is a new twist on many, many kinds of scams that have come out of the sovereign citizens movement. People may remember Terry Nichols, the uh, co-bomber of the Oklahoma City uh, sovereign citizen federal building, was in fact a sovereign citizen. This is an ideology that goes back all the way about 30 years to a group called the Posse Comitatus and actually was initially white supremacists. Oh, we hate black people, right. Uh, in its nature. But, you know, basically what the uh, sovereigns say is we are immune to federal and state laws. We are uh, not liable to have driver's licenses. We don't have to register our cars and so on. They have- and we smoke weed. A whole set of extremely fantastic beliefs, uh, and it might be amusing uh, other uh, than the fact that they are doing things like seizing these homes, Hmm. uh, like stealing very large amounts of money, uh, and in a number (laughs) of cases, murdering people, in particular police officers. Wait a second. (laughs) This thing went off the tracks immediately. I know. This is what the guy's like. But it gets better when he says, oh, and by the way, they're actually black. You gotta listen to it. It's like the old fashioned anarchists that you and I used to read about at the turn of the century, for example, which came oh, as I understand. Guy. What? 
He says that we used to read about him the turn of the, the century. turn of the century. Well, you know, he's being correct. Uh, Must be this century. You mean like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And from a different place, right? I mean, those guys came from the left. Sounds like these guys are from the right. No, they're not. They're so <laughs> they steal money. Uh, they have no driver's Murder. licenses. They're white they're supremacists. Murderers. They're murderers. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely from the right. I wouldn't really describe And they're them. from the right. ...as anarchists. I mean, this is a very specific set of beliefs that says there's no legitimate power uh, above the level of county sheriff. But isn't that uh, what anarchists... But isn't that... But, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be argumentative with you, but anarchists believe to hell with the government, to hell with power, to hell with anybody telling me what to do. I live my own life. Sounds like these people are saying the same thing. How are they different? Sure. I mean, there's some similarity. I mean, the way they're different is uh, anarchists, uh, you know, back in the day were uh, very much against uh, capitalism, any kind of money economy and so on. It was all about very local, small communities. These people aren't community builders at all. These are people who want to be utterly free of any obligation uh, to other human beings. And they're also, at least many of them, are hmm. coming at it from a very right-wing perspective. Uh, as I say, it originated in a kind of racist ideology about how black people could not be sovereign citizens. Only white people had that relationship uh, with the land, and the idea essentially was that God gave America to white people. So they want to... They, in Atlanta they, and around Georgia now. These are actually black groups now uh, in Atlanta <laughs> that have adopted this ideology. Okay. All right. So they steal homes, they steal money, they murder people, they are like the guy who blew up uh, the Oklahoma City uh, building. Uh, they're white supremacists, and they're actually black. Yeah, that story makes a lot of sense. Uh, Eric the Shill actually was in the chat room, and he made a very good point. That, and this movement of, um, of squatting in homes is because the banks repossess these, or they kick people out, but they can't actually prove ownership. Uh, well, of, here's of the these thing homes. that we've noted that, that's been going around that I want to discuss, which is the fact that these 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 various banks have been bought and sold and bought and sold, and these these huge piles of more mortgages are packaged and they go from place to place to right. place. And now there's a lot of people just saying, "I own the place. Uh, prove me wrong." Yep. Where's my deed? Yeah, they don't have the deeds. That's exactly they don't it. have the paperwork. Yeah, because they don't know where the paperwork is. It's, it's, been, right. it's been sliced and diced. Yeah, it's exactly. Hey, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go squat me a house. You should. I'm going to become a sovereign citizen. You don't own it. I'm going to become a. I'm going to become an upstanding black American. I'm going to go seize me a house. There's also a law of the land meme in there. By oh, the way. Oh, please. Ugh, this is just outrageous. Well, here's our local news coverage of the housing bullcrap. And if you if you listen carefully to this report, it doesn't make any logical sense, which is pretty typical of what we're getting now when people are trying to analyze things. They can't sell it for any less because then the money they have left over to live in the area, even up in Petaluma or Santa Rosa, won't be enough. Oh, no, the Twit Cottage? I guess not. But there are homes for sale everywhere in Marin, one of the nation's most desirable places to live. San Francisco-based Trulia.com tracks housing prices nationwide. Inventory levels have skyrocketed to 12 and a half months worth of inventory when five and a half or six months of inventory is more like what we'd like to see. And that's the highest inventory level in more than a decade, even though interest rates are at record lows. 
interest rates could be zero and people will not buy homes if they don't have jobs. They will not buy homes if they don't feel that their jobs are stable and secure. Earlier this year, housing was looking up and sales were strong. But cancellation of the home buyer's tax credit from Uncle Sam ended that boom. But Trulius Nelson says there's a bigger problem. High unemployment levels and unemployment levels that just don't seem to be changing very much as the months go on really have pressed pause on the real estate market recovery. Now, as bad as these numbers are, they don't even begin to touch what the banks are mostly silent about, and that is the vast inventory, a vast inventory of repossessed homes that they hold but simply refuse to put on the market. That could depress the market for a long, long time to come. I'm Consumer Editor Tom Baker, KTVU Channel 2 News. Okay, a couple items here to look at. You're saying this is bullcrap? No, the bullcrap part is how does the bank refusing to put these houses on the market depress the market no it doesn't it doesn't it's well, quite the what opposite he, said. he says there's a vast inventory of repos that the banks refuse to put on the market and then he says that the, and this will re- depress the market even further well, he's a bonehead he doesn't understand he's now the other thing is that the, the bogus part of this is the part well the interest rates are real low and and you know people start they, they just don't have a job so they don't take you know they don't won't get a, you do, you cannot get a loan <laughs> from the bank the banks are not giving money out to anybody because the interest rates are so low there's no they don't want to no, they don't want to give it out they don't want to give it out because for one thing they're not going to make anything on the deal They'd rather wait for the interest rates to go so they can maybe get a little bit on the float. There's the, you know, there's the, there's the difference between 0.1 and zero. Is, I mean, they, and they don't want to give it out to except to the absolute prime candidates. Yeah. So there's no money floating you, around. I think you just, can't get a, you just can't get approved. I couldn't get a loan for a house if I wanted you one. You can't get money. There's no money. The I, banks ha, are, I have no regular paycheck. I can't get a house. That, but the point is, is you'd probably be good for it. But the point, no, I'm not, not good for it. What are you anyway, talking about? I can't even point. get a credit card. What are you talking about? They're not going to give me a mortgage. You just blew up. So anyway, I said anyway, I, I can't. What I said was, it's always misreported. The banks are coming out smelling like a rose on this deal. What I was saying was, I can't even get a credit card. I try from time to time just to laugh at the whole system. I can't get a credit card. I don't. They they decline me because I have no credit. Yeah, because you don't owe a bunch of money. Yeah, so I'm no good. I'm not a good slave. You're no good. <laughs> I'm no good. Uh, a shock. And by the way, there's a bunch of clips I didn't get. Well, okay. Which I, I still have on the machine. I can't find them, but I'll, I'll dig them up for maybe the next show or whenever I run into them. There's a whole bunch of these stories that were floating around last week, the last couple of weeks, about micro loans given to U, U, U.S. citizens. You know, these micro loans where you give somebody 500 bucks to so they can, you know, in, in Bangladesh so they can start, you know, a sewing company and repair shirts or whatever. And then you get your money back plus some interest and you feel real good about things. It's called a micro loan. Well, now they're doing it in the United States and nobody sees this as pathetic. Yeah, micro. What is a micro loan? It's like a 50 bucks, 100 bucks? Yeah, 50 bucks. Anywhere between like a couple hundred bucks and 10,000. <sighs> yeah. But now we're the third world country getting these loans because the banks aren't going to give anybody any money. So I wanted to read a, a piece of uh, listener email from Ashok, A-S-H-O-K, a uh, producer, which is what we call our listeners, from Colorado. And we know Colorado is a great place to be right now. So listen to this. This, is, this, this story will freak you out. 
Five cops and two students from CSU, Colorado State University, came by his door in the morning, knocked. He answered it. He was in his pajamas, disheveled hair. Uh, These were full uniform cops with guns on them, walkie-talkies that were going off and beeping during the whole ordeal. They introduced themselves, said they are the police that are responsible for this neighborhood, and they're going around to everyone in the neighborhood to get to know them. They wanted to let me know of city ordinances that are in effect for this area so that I could be safe and not get into any unneeded trouble. They went on to say the most received complaint they get is for noise complaints and that I should be respectful of my neighbors and get to know them so that I don't bother them and uh, trigger a noise complaint. Then they asked where I was from, how long I'd been living in this apartment, and they said, we have a gift for you. It was a deck of playing cards. This is very similar to the... Uh, to the Al-Qaeda playing cards. Each one uh, of them... The Iraqi ones. The Iraqi ones. Each one of them had an ordinance on them. And he took some pictures of these. They're, they're beautiful playing cards. And, uh, and he looks at these cards, and uh, it, here's uh, four uh, different examples. One playing card says, rioting gets you kicked out of school. The other one says, noise violations can cost up to $1,000 per person. Number, th- number three, nuisance gathering, minimum fine, $500. Nuisance gathering, which I, I love that. That's a great Gitmo talk. And don't get gassed, leave the scene of a riot. These are cards that the cops are handing out to people who live in the area of the CSU comp- uh, campus. That's disgusting. It, it, I, I was blown away by it. Wow. Yeah. What pictures in the show notes? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? The pictures are beautiful. Um, I might as well just hit you with a couple more because I want you to get to, you got some other good clips. I only have two real stories that I wanted to hit you with. One is uh, this whole sexting thing that we've been all over. Wall Street Journal reporting on this. So now states are actually putting laws into place. Uh, well, you know, they, they don't feel that they should like, you know, absolutely throw teenagers in jail for sending naked pictures of themselves to each other but they have come up with including uh, california they have come up with a tiered discipline uh system uh where uh, if you do it once then uh here it is uh they call it the happy middle ground if you do it once first offense brings a maximum sentence of 10 days in jail second offense could be 30 days days in jail this is a bunch of teenagers. Who are Wait, they're going to send some kid, kid to jail for 10 days because he took a picture of his, his, you know, his privates? Yep. Yep. Okay, kid. Yeah. What if, you know, so his girlfriend says, hey, I don't know, this, this is ridiculous. It, it, uh, but they, but uh, the, what they're saying here essentially is it's good news because we're not going to keep it on your permanent record. So you won't have this like scarlet oh, be letter. in jail for 10 days. That's going to yeah. do wonders for your grade point average. Yeah, but they'll, they, they will take that off when you turn 21. Oh, that's just sweet. Yeah, <laughs> and no one will ever know. Uh, Oklahoma has proposed a law that would impose one set of penalties for consensual sexting between two people aged 14 to 18, but provide possible stiff jail terms for other types of teenage sexting, undefined. States will continue to tweak their criminal laws to cope with the changing technologies. This is so ridiculous. You know, if, you know, if your kid is, is sending naked pictures to another kid, great. That's perfect. They're, they're exploring their sexuality. Take them aside if you don't like it. 
Yeah, which take, is another thing, you know. I, I find it this offensive, this idea, and I actually take this back. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's very bothersome. And it go, I think it goes back to the DeLorean thing for me. DeLorean? Uh, John DeLorean started a car company back when, and he was having trouble financing the last stages of his, you know, of his little company. And he made, of course, this crazy Gullwing car that he was used to was the once head of General Motors. He, he was kind of, he's kind of a, a dick, but he was like, you know, a, a businessman who was trying to make a, a new car company, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. And so somebody suggested to him that he do, a, you know, that he gets, he'd move some cocaine through the system. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. And, you know, and I guess he thought it was a good idea. <laughs> and, of course, they set up a sting. There was never any cocaine involved. There was, he never really committed a crime. He just kind of was going to commit the crime. So it was pre-crime, as yeah. we know. Thought crime. Yep. Pre-crime is, is really the key here. And it was a sting operation. Stings are good because they are actually a, 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 it's a technique for making pre-crime a crime. Right. And I thought that, you know, in, if, in a more civilized uh, policing state, uh, and somebody was going to say this, they got wind of this guy's going to try to pull something like this. So why did, you know, somebody goes up to him and says, hey, hey, we're on to this coke thing. Don't fucking do it. Just get back to work and find some other way to finance your company because we know. And let him go back to work. What is the point of going through all this trouble to arrest some poor schmuck? That what you know that was just a, obviously a bonehead. If he was actually in the cocaine business, and there are pros in the business, they don't do anything about them, do they? No. It was. It's just one of these things where you get you trick people into committing a crime, put a phony hooker on the street, <laughs> some hot cop, and get some guy to pull over and you maybe you know you don't even know half the time. As soon as the guy pulls over, boom, you're arrested. Your car's confiscated in the state of California. You lose your car, by the way, for and, doing and this. And you're on a reality show. And, you know, and the whole thing's a bunch of bull crap. It's, it, it, when all you have to do to, to stop these problems is just say stop. And didn't he wind up, uh, he was so pissed off with everything that he threw the, uh, uh, the die f uh, for these cars. He threw them in the ocean. So you I can, don't know. They, you, they I don't can, remember that. Yeah, they can never make another part. That's why you don't want a DeLorean because they're made of, like, stainless steel, steel aluminum. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But the, the point is, is that... This, you know, we're just yeah, it's bullshit. apparently in the business of finding ways to get pre-crime to work. Yeah. I, I was, I thought when I was doing it, we're doing the news stuff on, on Silicon Spin. This was in the 90s. And some schmuck was uh, arrested at the San Francisco airport because apparently he was going to go on a sex cruise or a sex vacation in the Philippines. Mm. And they arrested him at the airport because he was going to have sex with, Underage women in the Philippines. But he didn't, which is, yeah, he didn't do it. He didn't do anything. He was just going to get on this plane. For all you know, he would have gone over there and not done anything or just gotten drunk and come back. You don't know. But it was a pre-crime situation, and it was another excuse to throw somebody else in jail. And that's essentially all we do. I was reading somewhere that in Baltimore and in Maryland, they're already actually using uh, uh, the computer for pre-crime. They're, they're actually using this IBM system. Oh, see if yeah, I we find blogged story. that, actually. Yeah, I saw the story these, somewhere. These comments of mine. Yeah. Uh, we blogged it. That apparently, there's some computer system that can... You know, I almost think this is a hoax story. Because I, I find it hard to believe that we've gone this far astray. You no, know, I, I, it's, it, it, certainly it's being publicized. So you watch out. Be good, slave. Shut up. Don't do anything. We, we're tracking you. Uh, and if you do actually uh, get arrested, good news. Um, 
law enforcement now has a laser to fire at you. <laughs> this is the assault intervention device. Oh, the pain laser. Yeah, measuring 2.2 meters in height causes some serious heat when shot at an escapee or fighty prisoner. Fighty. Yeah. Lo- this, what kind of word yeah, is this? Fighty. cataracts too, but nobody wants to talk about no, that. No, what it does is it uh, turns you into a hot pocket. <laughs> I love it. This, this is like, we've been seeing this coming. And here it is. You know, tasers aren't enough. We're just going to fry your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Slave bitch. Let me just... Gotcha. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I just love it. And then maybe, uh, I think we should bring this back, John, uh, if not only for the fantastic jingle. It's the no that's right, it's that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen, when we roll out the flu vaccine and we start scaring everybody. So the flu season uh, this year, according to the Wall Street Journal, the goal is more shots sooner. Of course, we've already <laughs> seen uh, gift cards everywhere. You can uh, give, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's and a great the, Christmas gift. Yeah, it, may, it makes a great, uh, great, hey, give it for Labor Day. Um U.S. officials say they're using lessons learned from the H1N1 swine flu pandemic, which erupted in April 2009. Uh, This year's uh, flu vaccine will have the H1N1 baked right in. It'll be right in there. It's not a separate shot. It's uh, fantastic. So uh, that's uh, that's groovy. Uh, Meanwhile, um, reports now uh, that uh, bloodhounds are being trained to sniff out swine flu. As well as H5N1, that is the bird what? flu. Yes, 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 yes. This is the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Okay, boy, here, here you go, boy. Ready? Now, here, smell this. It's got the H5N1. Oh, you just dropped dead. No, well, what, what these dogs will do, of course, is they'll be used at checkpoints, and they will sniff you out uh, as having uh, swine flu. Based yeah, on our it's... results, we believe dogs, as well as mice could be trained to identify a variety of diseases and health conditions, said U.S. Department of Agriculture scientist Bruce A. Kimball, Ph.D., who presented the study results. Does the mouse squeak at you three times if somebody's got the swine flu? I mean, how do you you train the mouse? How does he let you know? Uh, So anyway, uh, these will be used. You'll see these dogs at airports. It'll say swine flu dog. And he will sniff you. And if if you get a hit, if it's a positive hit, you'll be taken aside and you'll be uh, quarantined. That's it's as clear as the nose on my face. They're going to use dogs now. They always use do- they already use dogs for drugs. They use dogs for you know if you're bringing in peanuts from the plane when you enter the United States. If you have money on you, oh, dogs. These guys still got too much money. They got dogs for bombs. They got dogs yep. for for fruit. Yep. They got dogs for um, yeah. It's drugs. Great. Yeah, it's great. So now we'll have dogs for for diseases, not just swine flu, but for all I kinds asked, of diseases. By the way, when I'm a- when I'm at the airport, I'll see some guy, dog guy. Yeah. And I'll ask him what kind of a dog is it. Is it a dog? Is it a drug dog? Is it a bomb dog? What is it? And they'll always tell you. Yeah. But they always and say, don't, don't touch dog. the dog, please. Don't touch the dog. Meanwhile, in Finland, I have to say the Helsinkians are pretty smart. H1N1 vaccines have been suspended over narcolepsy scare. At least 15 cases of narcolepsy amongst children and young people in this past six months. Huh. Apparently, you take your kid to get a shot, and, and the kid keeps falling asleep. <laughs> Conks out. <laughs> Just, well, that's a good one. Make sure that's in the show notes. Oh, yeah. No, of course it's in the show notes. Absolutely. So what do you make of the situation in China 
you think it's part of the planes good, uh, trains good, planes bad, with the nine supposed. I think this story is bogus, by the way. Supposed nine day traffic jam. Yeah, you know it's. I'm not quite. A lot of people have sent me that link saying this is planes good, trains bad, cars even worse. Which of course we, the jingle doesn't go like that. It's all, all aboard, aboard, trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh, I think it might be. Um, although, you know, I don't really see the the part of the story that says if only they had taken the bullet train. But it's really trucks. So I think that's where the link is because it's it's but really. The, how do you have a nine day traffic jam? You know there there are well this road construction they, they've cut the, they're, they're, there's road construction duh it happens everywhere go break up the four oh five not for nine you don't get stuck in your car for nine days well if the construction is just chopped if they just stop the traffic if they just cut the road in half of course you do then it's, it builds up real quick you find a way to get off the road. You have to crap in the car. I mean, you have to crap before doing the show, for God's sake. Excuse me. I don't crap. I poop. All right? There's a big difference. I don't crap. Actually, guys do crap. Women poop. Logan Airport Security has uh, changed. Um, Of course, Boston's Logan is where one of the box-cutting terrorists uh, boarded an airplane and flew it into the World Trade Center. It was an amazing, astounding what job. Are they gonna, what did they change it to? Well, um, and why now? Okay, well, that is the real question. The new procedure, already being questioned, of course, by the ACLU, replaces the Transportation Security Administration's former back of the hand pat down. So the, what they were doing is they'd pat you down, but they used the back of your hand around the sensitive areas, i.e., my cock. Uh, so what they're doing now is they're actually groping you. So I think what happens is you go through the body scanner, they see you've got a, you know, you're looking hot, and then they're going to touch you. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to touch this one, watch I this. I only want the female person to do that to me. Yeah, I'm going to request female assist, please. Uh, TSA is in the process of implementing an enhanced pat-down at security checkpoints as one of our many layers of security, said Ann Davis, TSA spokeshole for the Northeast region. Pat-downs are designed to address potentially dangerous items like improvised explosive devices, and their components concealed on the body. How many improvised explosive devices have we had improvised? You know, not, not not the crotch bomb or anything like that, ever. Well, I don't know, but I tell Mickey it's a it's an IED. Hey, watch out, baby! Here comes my IED. So uh, here's another story that's floating around, which I think is bogus because I'm fairly familiar with physics. They have now the supposed portable, you know, yeah. the scanner they have at the airport. Now what? they have a portable <laughs> truck version. Wait, let me play the commercial for it. Have you seen this? No. Ugh. Hold on, here it comes. The Z Backscatter Van from American Science and Engineering. From the outside, the ZBV looks like an ordinary delivery van, allowing it to blend in to urban and other landscapes. Yet, as it passes by cars, trucks, containers, and other objects, its unparalleled X-ray screening system provides photo-like images, detecting explosives, weapons, contraband, and stowaways. These images can be immediately analyzed by the operator seated in the ZBV's cab. The ZBV is the perfect screening tool for seaports, military bases, border crossings, 
checkpoints, and any other locations where illegal material or IEDs can be smuggled in via cars, trucks, or other vehicles. Using AS&E's unique backscatter technology, the ZBV produces electronically generated X-rays that detect substances containing low atomic number elements, such as carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen. These elements are often present in explosives and other contraband. The ZBV is an ideal tool for detecting these threats in vans, buses, cars, trucks, cargo containers, dumpsters, densely foliated trees and shrubs, and any other objects or containers where dangerous items can be concealed. The ZBV is not only incredibly effective, but also very easy to use. It can be operated by either one or two people and is up and running within minutes. The operators can view the objects as they're being scanned. And by using AS&E's image analysis tools, they can manipulate, enhance, and save. Void where prohibited by law. Buy now so, while stocks last. So are we having an IED issue in this country? Are there, are there cars being blown up by the side <laughs> of the road? Do we have IEDs all over the USA? I think it can detect uh, boob bombs. Well, they specifically talked about IEDs. Yeah. We never heard of an IED until like a few years ago because these these poor countries that we've invaded. Yeah, we used to just call it a pipe bomb. Now it's an IED. Yeah. Right. All right. So you're saying this so is all physically. Over the place? Is that yeah. what I'm being told? Yes. Is that what I'm to infer from this report? Well, they can see things such as carbon, like human beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, they show the pictures of the, you know, the so called, looks like an x ray. It sounds to me as though they're blasting x-rays all over the place, uh, killing us with yeah, radiation. Yeah, with, with x-rays. Yeah, this is not good. So uh, you say this is physically impossible? Well, not without some... But to go through a cargo container steel, to get an image on the other side of a steel wall... They actually, in that video, show them pulling up next to a sea container, and yeah. they're scanning it. Yeah. So that's bullcrap. Well, I mean, you could probably do it with some... With some uh, it has to be powerful x I don't even know though. you can do it with terahertz. I don't know how... E- it's not easy. You'd have to blast the sh- crap out of it to get through steel and then get an image on the other side. Yeah. You got to have some... That's not just backscatter is what, what you're it looks saying. like steel and you crank it up? Let's put it... It looks like steel to me, but it's not just plastic and you just you incinerate the person. I mean, give me a break. New, here it is. New crime prediction software being rolled out in the nation's capital should reduce not only the murder rate, but the rate of many other crimes as well. Developed by Richard Burke, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, the software is already used in Baltimore and Philadelphia to predict which individuals on probation or parole are most likely to murder and to be murdered. <laughs> I'm glad I'm just a spectator of all of this. I'm glad, is, I, it, 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 uh. I don't, I'm glad I don't get emotionally involved. When a person goes on probation or parole, they are supervised by an officer. The question that officer has to answer is, what level of supervision do you provide? <sighs> this is amazing. Technology helps determine the level of supervision needed for people on probation or parole. It's, uh, it's ABC News. ABC News report. Yeah, and everybody takes this matter of fact as though this is, oh, this is pretty, this is handy. Yeah, well, we've been set up with this Minority Report. Thing. Yeah, we've been set up, you know, it's like... Uh, scientifically, Burke's results are very impressive, says Sean Bushway, a professor of criminal justice at State University of New York, SUNY, by the way, not a real school, who's familiar with Burke's research. Predicting rare events like murder, even among high-risk individuals, is extremely difficult. 
Burke's scientific answer leaves policymakers with difficult questions. They're already using it, so they say. Well, I think it's just to, to uh, say, yeah. again, back to the depressing part of our show. I don't want to so. be depressed. Let's play a funny clip. You got a funny clip? You got something good, uh, don't you? Anyway, that's, that's not good. <laughs> no. I'm sure you have a funny clip, John. Please give us Did a funny I lose clip. You? Hello, I'm here. You finally lose the connection. Hello, hello, I hear you. Hello, hello, do you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Tommy, can you hear me? Well, let me tell him I can hear him. Are you there? Hello? Tommy? <laughs> Yeah, that's usually what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm getting... It was funny because I could hear you. Hello? 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 Hmm. Should it be down for the count? No. It's your sound device again. There you are. Oh, you got me? Nope. Nope. Stop downloading porn. I got nothing going on here. Okay, you hear me now? It's your side. No, it's not my side. I hear you fine. I'm sending fine. <laughs> Let's just do the show like this. No, I still can't hear you. Yeah, no, it's all right because, uh, yeah, right, exactly. Now so I can hear you. Yes, okay, good. So it's totally on your side. Hello? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not good. Comcastrated he is. Hello? John? Maybe if I initiate the connection. I think I should leave all this in. This just shows you the sorry state of broadband in America. Let's see. Hello? 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 John? I can't hear you at all now. Do you hear me? Hmm. I don't even think my uh, my Skype messages are... Oh, connection lost. I think there's something wrong. John is, John's connection has been kind of weird all morning. It's been a little spiky. Let's try again. Oh, he just came online again. Hello? Yes. Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's wrong with your setup, man? Uh, it's I, It keeps tracing back to this, uh, my M audio might be failing. I told you. Maybe. Mm. Uh, that's Windows. <sighs> it's not Windows. It's a, it's, I don't know what the deal anyway, is. Anyway, do you have a fun clip so we can not be so depressed? Although that was actually quite funny. I think I leave that whole bit in because we were talking and neither of us I could hear you but you couldn't hear me and we were That's actually like having a and it sounded just like a normal no agenda conversation <laughs> which makes you wonder about the yeah, show it does but don't don't let that stop anyone dvorak.org slash na yeah okay so here's a pathetic this is the commentary on the this is a long clip by the way you can interrupt it as we go but this is the pathetic commentary of the decade on what's wrong with I don't know the world the United States I'm not sure Play the Ru, Ru Paul, RuPaul's Drag You. About to change. Welcome. 
come to drag you. This semester, commence dragulation on RuPaul's Drag You. Higher <laughs> education. Watermelon, watermelon. He's going to be a drag. Ooh. Okay. Leave it to our drag queen professors. Angina, Chanel, Morgan McMichaels, Tammy Brown, Nina Flowers, Pandora Box, Juju B, and Raven. Get to work. We're professors and we should be setting an example. They'll school our students in the art of being fabulous. Let's pretend we're an orangutan. What uh, I have seen this show once. What uh, what channel is this air on? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to give them any publicity. <laughs> They'll cram. You don't breathe. How do you I need to breathe? breathe? They'll jam. Y'all making me look bad. And do whatever it takes. Look at you. To graduate. Your transformation was amazing. Hey. You know, this is actually, uh, it's probably a good thing. This uh, this is a growth market that RuPaul is in. Uh, since we are uh, drinking all these chemicals uh, and more being added every single day, it starts, of course, with the fluoride. Uh, men are uh, becoming uh, very effeminate in, uh, uh, in the United States. So I think it's, uh, it's a growth market. You know, uh, we're all going to be like hunkering for... Uh, for the perfect color first, that's how it starts, and then we'll uh, we'll start one well, you know we'll one air not, dresses. What the, what's offensive about the show is not that this has got anything to do with being a drag queen. This is these are drag queens trying to get American women to be more like them. Oh, really? Yeah. The the idea of the show is we got a bunch of you know borderline lesbians dykes that are married to people. <laughs> you said the. the Word. And they're upset with, you know, they're, they're upset that they're not more f- feminine. And instead of, you know, I don't know, reading Glamour magazine, I don't know what, you know, I'm not a woman, but the, I don't think you go to a drag queen for for, for, for fashion advice. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let me listen to the rest of the promo. This is very interesting to me. With top honors. Oh, I want to let the bitches have it. <laughs> Are you ready to be the baddest bitch in school? Okay. Ladies. Let them have it. Class is in session. Deep in the Lake Titicaca Valley, a school was formed by drag queens to help biological women unleash their inner diva and let the world have it. Chronological women. Nice. Huh. No, I think he said biological, didn't he? I thought he said, I thought he said chronological, which I thought was even more no, interesting. I don't know Let me mean. listen again. Unleash their inner diva. Hold on, hold on. A school was formed by drag queens to help biological women yeah, unleash their right, biological. inner diva and let the world have it. We here at Drag U are in the business of putting drag queen heads on women's shoulders. Welcome to RuPaul's Drag U. Oh, you know, the whole industry has just gone crazy. Poor women, poor women. I really feel bad for the uh, female species. You know, well, you're inundated continuously. As you say, Glamour magazine. You know, this uh, Mickey picked up a copy. I'm looking at it. It's like do's and don'ts. Yeah, it's always this dudes. They're just completely being. But this takes the cake for for offensive. Now I want you to play the whole clip because at the end there's some poor woman in tears yeah. because she's you know for whatever reason. I mean it's almost it's just like a real eye roller. Um, yeah, finish it up. Really now. 
Good morning, professors. Good morning, Rue. Now a new class is arriving, ready to change their lives through the miracle of drag. All right, fuck you, RuPaul. I'm done. I can't listen to that anymore. <laughs> Seriously. No, it's, it, it's, I can't believe women put up with this. You know, we, we protest about everything else, but it's, it's, it's amazing how women are being subjugated into the certain way you have to look. You know, it's just... By drag queens, yes. <laughs> I feel bad. I really do. And, and they don't see it. You know, they, they, most women just... Oh, they do. My Mimi sure sees it. She, was, she blew up when she saw this. <laughs> well, uh, let me just say a lot of women don't see it. And they get just... And the Kardashians is a part of this. I saw Kim Kardashian appear on uh, Chelsea Lately. And Kim Kardashian is so fake... She actually was wearing a dress with, uh, uh, with, actually, I think she was wearing a corset underneath with butt cheeks. It was very obvious that she was wearing that type of corset. It's like, it's gotten so bad. Everything is fake. You know, these days you, you, you get a woman in bed, you undress, you're like, what? Where, where, did, where did that woman go? I picked where up at the bar. I did, I did, what what did you pieces. What you, <laughs> you're like Lego. <laughs> where, where do I snap this back on in the morning? It's like women are beautiful human beings, you know. It's like don't worry about it. This this too shall pass eventually, but and I maybe not in your lifetime. But my oh my oh my oh my! No wonder we have so many divorces. The guys are stupid, you know. It's like because all we got is porn, and they all and they're all pieced together women, and they, it's like ah, they, they got to look like this. It's like we're completely conditioned. Uh, my goodness. I think we so, just have an uh, ugly people show. You're not ugly enough. Come here. Come to so, Adam's uh, Ugly You. I'm going to make you look ugly, bitches. I'm going to turn you into the real bitches you are. I'm going to make you ugly. So I got another couple of minor clips here that are, are kind of off topic. Don't put me through that again, though. No, you're okay. You're, you're fine. You're good to go. Okay. What's next? Uh, so I, I just got to, I was highly amused by this clip. This is a an anti uh, is a news item an anti Carly Fiorina uh, person complaining on on one of the news shows. Is it RuPaul complaining? No, no, but it but it might as well be. By the way, that RuPaul character's on the show. He's bald, yeah, and he's got a fake mustache yeah. and big glasses mm-hmm. and wearing a man suit. I think he's. I don't think he has any nuts. <laughs> Across the street from the convention, a couple dozen protesters reminded people that Fiorina laid off tens of thousands of workers during her time at HP. Why would anybody want to consider a failed CEO could take on this monstrous job of governing this state? Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. So the news channel puts on this ding-a-ling who's protesting Carla Fiorina, and apparently the woman thinks Fiorina's running for governor. (laughs) Uh, Why don't we find somebody even more stupid to interview? We can put her on RuPaul's show. And, of course, the news guys... Don't say anything. Don't say a word. The anchors nowadays, they never... They don't know. 
they don't they either don't pay any attention or they don't know anything or they're just no, here's here's what happens like they're reading the prompter okay and it says and you know it's like okay roll package and then they're you know like they're they're twittering they're talking to each other like hey you know where are you going tonight after the show i don't know oh and we're we're back in five four three they don't look they don't know they're not paying attention i've i've done these shows you know how it goes john when the package rolls that's when you scratch your nuts Little get a little makeup touch up. Anyway, how about your Oberman stuff? Well, I got an Ober. The Oberman stuff is pretty tedious, but mm-hmm. let me just give you an example of what goes on on Oberman nowadays. I, I've got this clip called Oberman with this rambling guest. It's some apologist. Apparently, the the liberals uh, contingent out there on the MSNBC, although they seem to hate religion, just generally speaking, they really do like. The idea of Islam, I guess, because they're, they're, they're just out and out defending, you know, this controversy going on in New York to such an extreme as a why bother you either pay no attention to it or you don't, you know, essentially it just doesn't make any sense that you'd be so involved. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's not even a topic we talk about on this show because it's a local issue. It's kind of interesting to talk about when it first happened and it just but it's being dragged and dragged and dragged on. So so Overman gets these people on who are just. I don't know if they're brain dead. I'm not absolutely sure, but they just ramble and ramble and over and oh yeah, he can't interrupt them and tell them to get off the stage. It's ridiculous. But just play a little bit. See how much of this you can take. Hussein with Osama bin Laden. Oh, I'm done. No. <laughs> um, you know, we have been told by many of our leaders that there was absolutely no reason to invade Iraq. Mm-hmm. Al Qaeda wasn't there. Blah blah blah. We all know these stories. Blah blah blah. blah, blah so blah. from my point of view, all right. Any guest that comes on and says blah blah blah, you're off. You're off the show. Blah blah blah. This is an escalation of you know what has been going on. I mean, when 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 people will accuse the president of the United States of being Muslim, the problem with the accusation <laughs> accuse. This is interesting. Like it's a crime now all well, of a listen, sudden? Yeah. Is in its nature, it means it's a crime. Yep. You know, it's a problem. Yep. Well, yep. you know, yep. I, I honestly have yep. to say I never really expected to be in this position in America um, that we don't understand that you can't excerpt the fact that this is an argument about religious tolerance just because none of us individually wants to be called a bigot. So we cloak bigotry and mm-hmm. racial um, intolerance. I think it should be called the M-word from now on. I don't think we should use the word Muslim. It should just be M-word. Because I was missing an M. Uh, you know, we've got uh, the, a, the A-word, the B-word, the C-word, the D-word. Do we have an E-word? Um, uh, no. Okay, we need an E-word. We have the F-word. We have the G word, the H word. Uh, uh, we do have an I word. Um, uh, okay. I th- uh, it, uh, Islam. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, the I word, Islam. Right. We have the J word. Hmm, I don't think we have a J word. K word. Don't think we have that either. L word. Yeah, lesbian. Can't use that. In fact, it's a TV show. It's probably trademark. Uh, M word. We now have. I mean, we we should get. The, we should just be talking. The whole time, the letters. Whole, just letters. <laughs> this is actually this reminds me. Uh, my son pointed this out. There's a bunch of these these um, called number stations or something like that. These are shortwave radio stations. They've been around for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 maybe. And you, you tune them in. They're always moving around the dial in the shortwave radio. And it's just guys giving numbers out. Five, 
seven. Well, you know, this 14, is this is very courant. It's funny you three, bring that up because I was actually going to skip six, over it. The uh, the Russian buzzer kicked in again. Did you hear about that? No. Uh, so the Russian buzzer is a station that has been on the air for oh god, I don't know how long it's been on the air. Uh, let me see if I can find the link here. There's a Wikipedia has a whole page on it, and. And all of a sudden, and this thing usually just buzzes, right? Bzz, bzz, bzz. And sometimes you'd hear like a, a, a little bit of a, a Russian voice or something kind of slowed down. It was re- really weird. And all of a sudden, a couple days ago, it kicks in, and it's re- and now we've got the guys giving out codes, and everyone's all in a titter about it. Listen to this. Here, we can listen well, I to thought this. they were giving out addresses. Well, listen to this. So it's never been this understandable in like 26 years or something. And everyone's like, oh, the Russians are something going on. The buzzer is <laughs> acting up. It's too crazy even for me to get into it, even though I did record the clip. Uh, but there's a link to the wiki page where you can hear what it used to sound like. And uh, See, it, it, here's what it used to sound like. Hold on. That's all it used to do. And now we've got... So, we're screwed! They're they fi- do these things over so many years. It's like, what kind of a joke? I mean, what kind of technology like- are they using? <laughs> it's like, dude, this is not good. Use the internet. Germany is rolling out ID cards with embedded RFID. It's about time. Uh, made by yes, made by a fine Dutch company from the Gitmo Nation Lowlands, and uh, right on the heels of that, uh, of course, they are hacked very easily. But this uh, RFID contains biometric information. Uh, it's got all your details in there, and uh, and of course, uh, Gitmo Nation Deutschland is very happy to have them. And the government says really easy. You know, this is a very handy because this will be your money very soon. You'll be you know first, it's your loyalty card. Just like uh, the the Belgian system, and then uh, from your loyalty card will become your your money card. Um, in the Lowlands, by the way, you know this uh, they have a system called PIN, P I N, which of course means personal identification number, but it's turned into a verb, uh, and they call it pinning. So in uh, supermarkets, I think we talked about this on a previous show. Um, you can uh, instead of paying cash or with a credit card, you use your PIN. And it's just basically like a debit card, but they call it pinning, and it uses a smart chip on the card instead of a magnetic strip. And in some cases, you can even load up the card with some money. Then it's called the chip knip. So uh, two things happening. One is uh, the supermarket association is now saying we're going all pin, no cash. But even more interesting, the banks are saying, you know, uh, people over 65, we really need to protect them. So they can't pin at the ATM. They can't pin more than 300 euros because, you know, they can get attacked and uh, people can take old people's money away. And I know lots of people who are 65, incredibly vibrant and smart and alive and contributing to society, and they literally can't get more than 300 euros out, out of the ATM because of this ageist bullcrap. Yeah, no kidding. It's unbelievable. That should sound sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. No, no, the Dutch are like, yeah, poor, poor old people. Yeah, we need to protect the old people. Mm. Idiots! Don't forget the Dutch No Agenda meeting. DutchNoAgendaMeeting.com, September tenth. Uh, I will be visiting, and Miss Mickey's coming along too. 
So at least we'll have hookers. We won't have blow. She's bringing some girlfriends, too. She's going to bring some hot girlfriends. Wish you were going. You calling her a hooker? No, I'm just joking. But she did. It's a joke. Yeah, she's you'll a, see what happens tonight. <laughs> now she she won't listen. keep the show away from her. She already tuned out at RuPaul. Believe me, <laughs> she's already gone. She's not listening. No, but she's coming. I think that's cool. And she is bringing her girlfriends, so that will be fun. And uh, and we have um, Yoop will be uh, playing at the at the affair. It's gonna be fu- it's gonna be fun. And then uh, finally, the X thirty seven B. Uh, this is the secret uh, mini space shuttle they shot off from, uh, was it Andrews, near you there? The, uh, this is not a NASA, at first it was a NASA project, then all of a sudden it wasn't a NASA project, and no one knows about it, and it got shot up in the middle of the night, and it's what been... did they shoot from Vandenberg? Vandenberg, I'm sorry, not, uh, yeah, Andrews, Vandenberg. Uh, well, it disappeared. It uh, <laughs> it disappeared off the radar for, uh, for about a week there. They couldn't, uh, of course, amateurs uh, have been tracking this thing, you know, wondering what it's going to do. It literally disappeared um, on July 29th and uh, failed to uh, reappear as on schedule on August 14th. It, didn't, it just didn't show up anymore, and uh, no one knows where it is. Well, obviously the test was for it to disappear and come back. I, I think it's cloaking. They've got some kind of space cloaking stuff going yeah, on. Or, but apparently you can't turn it off. I think it just landed on the moon. You know, go resupply the moon bases. Oh. oh. Well, that's possible. Yeah. In some dream world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I've, I've got one more just to piss you off here. This is from Gitmo Nation uh, East. Uh, of course, the assault on salt continues. Little did you know how bad salad is for you, John. I'm not talking about just any old salad. Just salad you might buy at a when you're shopping the high street and you think, oh, you know what? I'm going to sit down at a nice little cafe here and, and have, have a salad. salad. And have a salad. Now, this In is not... In California, we eat lots of salad. Yeah, we are the salad bowl of America. So uh, this is not uh, not some prepackaged thing. No, this is the salad you have when, after a nice day of shopping and spending your human resource energy. Salads bought on the high street could be a health risk. One in ten contains more salt than the 2.1 grams in a McDonald's Big Mac. Okay. So you're telling me there's more salt in the salad than in a Big Mac. You're telling me that salad, is, 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 this is pushing people towards Big Macs. Listen. In a McDonald's Big Mac, that's nearly half the daily recommended amount. Just six of the 270 salad and pasta bowls surveyed by Consensus Action on Salt and Health contain... What was the name of that organization? I never... What, play it again. Pasta bowls surveyed by Consensus Action on Salt and Health. Consensus Action on Salt and Health. Wow. Consen- I'm going to Google that while we're listening I'm, to I'm it. I'm Googling it, Consensus too. Action on Health and Salt. Contained less no, salt, salt than health, a packet of crisps. Well, let's listen again. Consensus Action on Salt and Health contained less salt than a packet of crisps. But the research also found that the average salt content in supermarket salads has reduced by 23% compared with five years ago. A lot of these salads have got numerous ingredients in them, such as dressings, extra cheese, extra ham, and those are the things that really add the salt into your salad. Naturally, Ooh, pasta, yeah. salad leaves don't really have any salt in them, and of course, if you made them yourself at home, they would be very low in salt. So it's really the manufacturers putting salt in it to try and boost the flavor rather than using good, healthy ingredients. Did you find them? 
Yeah, it's right. It's called uh, it's uh, actionsalt.org.uk. Action salt. Ooh, action. And their uh, their their consensus action on salt and health it spells cash. Woohoo! <laughs> cash is a group of specialists cash. concerned with salt. Cash. Just send us your cash. A- yeah. what? Action salt. Is that what it was? Is it one word? Actionsalt.org. Yeah. Dot uk. Yeah. I don't get anything. Action salt. Huh. AC action. Oh, I'm sorry. Action on salt. Uh, action on salt. I was going to say, you have, so that's, it's not assault on salt, it's the action on salt. No, I don't get any page there. Action. Action on salt.org.uk. I'm not getting anything, my brother. Well, here, let me send you the link and then you can see if you can get it through this. I mean, I, I, maybe you're, I don't know. Let me get you the, uh, <laughs> the thing. I don't see it. That's, that's really weird. Maybe I have to put a www in front of there it. There it is. Uh, yeah, maybe I put, you do. Yeah, www. Consensus action on salt and health cash. <laughs> they're really blatant, aren't they? Yeah. They, they, but they, they, they want to reach a consensus with the food industry and government over the harmful effects of high, a high-salt diet and bring about a reduction in the amount of salt in processed foods as well as salt added to cooking on the table. Cash is supported by 22 expert scientific members. Ooh. Click, nice. click here for a copy of the list. Some clicking. <laughs> Professor D.G. Beavers. <laughs> Bieber. It's Justin Bieber's dad. Professor H.G. E. Wardner, Charing Cross Hospital. This group was set up in 1996 as a response to the refusal of the chief medical officer to endorse the COMA recommendations. These guys got great acronyms. COMA. Yeah, what are the COMA? Oh, C-O-M-A. <laughs> Committee on Medical Aspects of Food. Shouldn't it be Comoff? No, it's Coma. The Coma report considered the evidence for a casual relationship between the consumption of sodium and both the level of blood pressure and the rise in blood pressure with age. See, this is the, this is the real dispute here, is that uh, too much salt causes high blood pressure. It's, it apparently does with some people. Yeah, but, you know, of course we all know that. Science! Science is completely in on that. Yeah, so the... But then the you know the other hmm. it's just crazy. Here's a, a little uh, funny little uh, on the press recent press release a funny little cartoon with a woman standing at the counter saying takeaway lunches and it says salt may contain traces of salad. <laughs> I love putting salt in my coffee, and I and we check my blood pressure. They actually looked at me and went like, "What?" Uh, I had a hundred and eight over. Uh, 60. That's pretty good. It's low. Yeah, it's not real low, though. You got to be careful. It's not too low. 108 over 60? That's low. I'm, well, I'm maybe a, that is low. I don't know. I don't what's, what's What is absolute normal? I don't know. Uh, but I am a, a 46-year-old smoking male. So and I, and I love salt. I love it. So, you yeah, know. Let's look it up. Anyway. Uh, I guess the message here is go have a Big Mac. It's better for you than salad because salad will kill you. You looking it up? Yeah. Normal normal blood pressure? So you go to normal blood pressure, then you 120 over 60. Looks 120 normal. over 60? So I'm 104. So it, it's low. It's like a little... 120 over 80 or lower is normal blood pressure. Here it is. 120 over 80. Okay. So I'm low. You're a little low. I'm a little, is that bad? Is low blood pressure bad? Well... 
That's yeah, it is, but not. I don't think you're low <laughs> enough to for it to be bad. <laughs> what happens when the blood pressure is too low? Well, you drop dead. Oh, okay. Not Especially good. when it gets to zero. <laughs> a blood pressure of zero over zero is not good. All right. Are we done here? No, we're not done. I want to get the number for the low blood pressure. <laughs> Do you have another it's clip? Hypotension. Can you kick me? Can we? Can we leave everyone with something good and something nice so we can get out of here? We're we're getting close to overtime here. No, we're not. We started real late. Oh, I guess you're right. We're no. at five minutes over. No, we're okay. at, uh, what are we at? Uh, we'll talk about blood pressure. Uh, most normal blood pressure fall in the range is 90 over 60 uh, to 130 over 80. And then uh, you're not even, you, so you're not really low. You're just in the I'm middle. a zombie. You're fine. <laughs> I'm a zombie. All right. All right, we're done. We're, do- we're through. We're finished. Okay, I just wanted to check. Slash NA, help us out. We didn't get any help this week. We need a little help. No. Blood pressure low, support low. Yeah. And you, yeah. Remember, we've got those uh, $5 a month subscriptions. Those are really great for uh, ongoing support. And, uh, of course, get in on the 42. You can make a one-time donation. We'll track it as 42, but John's going to get the page up, right? Yeah, actually, Eric's working on it as we speak. And have we uh, now dubbed Paul Couture as Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Or not? We could call him that. He needs a lordship. Did you send him an email like you promised? Yes, I did. Okay, good. He's working in a, so uh, he, he, a talk on the phone. Yeah, in my so book. He's a, yeah. But, Go ahead. By the way, we, I think lordships may be in order. Well, I think that he will become Lord of the Rings. He's, he's going to make Lord it happen. Of the Rings. What about Pelsmockers? He's got to get some sort of lordship. Oh, we'll give him a lordship for sure. All but right. we will figure that out on Sunday when we return with this program. Uh, coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. I am the sovereign citizen known as Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where the weather pattern's gone down the tubes again, but that's okay. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be here again on Sunday for early morning service on No Agenda. <laughs>